Good morning. It is a very busy Thursday edition of GCR. I am Glenn. He is Griffin. If you missed it, I told you earlier in the week, uh, we're going to be off tomorrow, so we got to pack everything in today, and we can't really go along today because i got something going on after the show, so you might be confused if you got this notification and you said, wow, it's 9.55. We got to get a bunch of stuff in today, so we're we're putting five minutes at the other side of the show, and that's the way that it goes. Why would you complain about that, by the way? What the heck kind of person are you? Um, uh, so that's the that's what's going on. That's the reality. Uh, after today, we'll be off until Tuesday, and then we'll start getting ready for what will not be a normal football schedule because we'll also be very baseball centric. Still, despite Cal Gibson's best efforts to make us not want to be. A um, lot to do on the program today. Coming up this morning in just a few minutes, uh, Tay Banks. You say Tay Banks? Yeah, it's Deontay Banks, who's decided that he now is going by Tay Banks. I saw that uh, Tariq Woolen is now Reek Woolen oh. out in Seattle. So, I like Reek. Uh, yeah, Tay Banks is how he's going to go. Of course, uh, Edgewood's own former Terp, getting ready for uh, his rookie season with the Giants. We'll chat with him. Preview Morgan State football. They begin the season Saturday at Richmond. Their coach, Damon Wilson, is going to join us. It's a Thursday, so we need to make some picks. We've got more of a full slate of games to pick this week as uh, our buddy Ken Zalis will check in. And coming up in the second hour of the program, our friend Spiro Marikas, uh, legendary play-by-play voice of the Towson Tigers, will join us in the studio. We'll get you ready for Towson, Maryland on Saturday, but we'll also have a bit of a music theme there was a popular tweet going around this week that we're going to play off of, and uh, we'll get into that a little bit later on in the program. So all that coming up on the show today. If you missed it yesterday, we didn't roll it out brilliantly, but we did inform you that we've got a huge event coming up one week from tonight to kick off football season. And I think after a day of preparing, Griffin is finally ready to flawlessly deliver for you this promo letting you know all about how we're starting the season next Thursday night. We will be at Sports and Social inside Live Casino Maryland for the opening of the pro football season next Thursday starting at 7 p.m. That's me, Glenn, and Joe Serpico. Prizes, fun, the Detroit-Kansas City matchup, and a chance to get some help with your fantasy team from fantasy football expert Joe Serpico. We will see you at Sports and Social to watch the kickoff of the new season. That's next Thursday, September 7th, starting at 7 p.m. And again, it's very important that you know you're going to be able to get personalized, personalized, insight, consultation about your fantasy football team and league and how you screwed up your draft and how you can still save it and what trade you should be looking to make even before the season begins with our guy Joe Serpico. So that'll be next Thursday night. Looking forward to that and hanging out with you guys and uh, trying to win some money too while we're at it. So that'll be a fun, fun night. All right. Um, it was not a fun, fun night yesterday. There's no way around it. And I talked about it last night on 105.7, the fan. There's no, uh, there is no silver lining for me. There is no, hey, you know, you went 6-3 and three on the homestand. You won all the series. That's, in a realistic world, that's all you can ask for. I'm not being realistic anymore. Like, that's, this is where we are. You're trying to win. I... The Rays continue to not help you. They tried. They didn't score a single run for nine innings last night. And they still won the baseball game. 
So now they're only a game and a half back, and they play today, don't they? Or do they? The I think the Rays play today. I think they finish that series today, and so they'll have the opportunity to get back within a single game. No? Yeah, they're off. Yeah, there's they're like off. no one playing today. Why do they only have a two-game series this week? I don't understand two-game series. Two-game stu- series are very stupid. So that is good news, I guess, because they can't get any closer. Yeah. But it means that you will go to Arizona, which, by the way, they ain't rolling over. They're they're not quitting. You're going to Arizona this weekend only with a one-and-a-half game lead over one of the hottest teams in all of baseball. It, the, the reason is out the window. Now you got to win. And it's harder to win against good baseball teams. There is no sugarcoating blowing a 4 nothing lead at home against a team that's quit. It's the type of thing that ultimately could end up being the difference in you winning the division and the possibility of you having to play in the first weekend of the playoffs. We keep trying to stress this. The Orioles could finish one game behind Tampa. They could be the teams with the two best records in all of baseball, and yet one of them could be playing on the first weekend of the week of the playoffs and the other one won't be. These games are critical. And while... Expecting to win every single baseball game, we know better. This is baseball. It doesn't work that way. That's that's not the way that it goes. These are the series when you play teams like Rocky, the Rockies and the White Sox at home where you should be and where it's shameful for you to have lost to tie block and then to turn around and lose a game that you had a 4 nothing lead at home. Those are shameful things. Bigger picture... The Kyle Gibson conversation, Kyle Gibson has to earn his spot in the rotation for the playoffs. Like th- This is going to become, we're, we're presuming that they can keep enough innings in Kyle Bradish, Dean Kramer, and Grayson Rodriguez for those guys to be the guys at the top of a playoff rotation. That's not even a certainty. But let's presume they can. And as long as they can, those guys at the moment are definitively in the playoff rotation. Then the question is, who would be the fourth guy? Because we can scoff at the notion of it being Cole Irvin, but there's going to be a competition in the next couple of weeks. Cole Irvin will be competing against Kyle Gibson and against Jack Flaherty. At the moment... I, I think Flaherty would have a leg up. Now, again, this is provided everybody stays healthy and, again, still has innings in them by that point. I would think Flaherty has a leg up, but that doesn't make us feel good. There's a very real possibility of Kyle Gibson simply not being part of the playoff rotation or roster. I would think that you'd want to keep him somehow to be like the emergency. If something goes wrong, he can pitch a game. But if something goes wrong... You know, if somebody gets hurt, you can always activate someone to the playoff roster if you put somebody on the injured list. I mean, I guess if somebody gets the flu, you'd rather have Kyle Gibson available to you to to be the starter. It's a tough spot. Really tough spot to be in. But there's going to be a competition. And essentially, it's going to come down to me to who's pitching the best at the moment. Because it's not like Kyle Gibson has such a crazy good track record that you got to have him. Maybe if Jack Flaherty is 
still kind of up and down, you would fall back on his track record and say, yeah, but he's been the guy before, and so we'll choose to trust him in a playoff spot. But there is a legitimate, viable competition to get one of these playoff rotation spots, and I don't feel good at all about the idea that Kyle Gibson would be one of those guys. There's just nothing there. What happened against Toronto is the anomaly. It happened. You acknowledge it. But it's the one that stands out. It's not like the other ones. The other ones have been at best okay. And there have been a lot more like yesterday. Maybe not a lot more like yesterday. Yesterday was probably as bad as it's gotten. But there's a reason that he has a 5-plus ERA. It's not a small sample size. This is what Kyle Gibson has been. And it's also a reflection on the Orioles. Like These were the guys they targeted. We, we knew that Kyle Gibson wasn't really good enough. And again, in a world where you weren't trying to compete for a World Series, you could say, all right, well, sure, he's not really good enough, but you just need him to be a better version of Jordan Lyles. Well, as Nathan Ruiz pointed out yesterday, the scary part is he's not even been a better version of Jordan Lyles. Which is terrifying. Yeah. And hasn't eaten innings other than one start like Jordan Lyles does. It's, and I hate it because Kyle Gibson's a great guy and has been invested in the community and has seemed to have had so much fun since he's been in Baltimore and you love all of those things, but you can't sugarcoat it. He's been a problem for a team that has bigger goals than we thought they were going to have before the season. And there's just no excuse. There is no excuse at all for turning a 4 nothing lead after one inning into a loss to a team that has otherwise appeared to have quit. And you can say it's not all on Kyle Gibson. There were other problems yesterday. Cedric Mullins misplayed some ball. Like, they, they were problems. You were handed a 4-0 lead, and you gave it all back in one inning. Uh, it's, it's really unfathomable. It's really unfathomable that that happened yesterday. They're off today. They head to Arizona tomorrow. They stayed loose, obviously. We saw them some, wearing some sort of costumes. As they got. I don't even know what that is. I'm trying to figure out what he... Like some cowboy thing, I guess, but they don't really look like cowboys as much as they just kind of look like guys wearing denim. I don't know. Because they're going west, is that? I, that's or, what I, I thought. But it, like, they weren't good costumes. <laughs> it was very confusing to try to figure out what was going on there. But they're clearly staying loose, and you love that. And they're not feeling any pressure. I, in a way, they're all still playing with house money, so I get it. But. They're going. They're entering September only a game and a half up in the division. That's stressful. I guess I'm glad that they're not feeling that. But I have nerves about their ability to hold on and win this division given the fact that they didn't get greater separation when they had the opportunity against the worst teams that they could face over the course of last week. So that's where we are. It's where we are. Again, hopefully they go out there and they just continue to win series. And at some point, the Rays 
stop. <laughs> like at some point, it catches up to them somehow, some way. I don't know. Um, I also don't have a whole lot to say about the the Ravens making some. I, I, the Ravens practice squad will never be something that I'm going to spend a whole lot of time with. Uh, it's interesting that they. It it probably backs up the fact that Keaton Mitchell was going to IR, that they were able to get Melvin Gordon to come back. There were some reports yesterday that Melvin Gordon was offered active roster spots and instead chose to stay on the Ravens practice squad, which feels like he knows that Keaton Mitchell is going to IR and there would be at least elevations coming, and he could kind of go from there. It's still weird. Like, i got to be honest about that. It's yeah. still very weird. If that's true, because what the Colts were interested is that that's something right? that I I, yeah. I saw a couple. I, I think there were a couple and teams. I guess, do they have anyone right now? To the Colts? Well, I mean, they do have someone, but it's certainly not Jonathan Taylor. <laughs> yes, at a very awkward press conference yesterday too with uh, Chris oh, Ballard yeah. being like, "This sucks." Well, like, <laughs> it's the eternal. Well, are you going to find the guy who did this? Because I'm pretty sure. Um, Zach Moss, Deion Jackson, and Evan Hull are the running backs in Indianapolis. So Jeez. they've got that going for them. <laughs> you know what? In I fairness, mean, in fairness, this doesn't the tweet that I was referring to from Jordan Schultz did not say they were for active roster spots. Okay. So that might okay. I, I might be misspeaking here. Told the Vikings, Dolphins, and Colts all made calls about Melvin Gordon, but he elected to stay with the Ravens and join their practice squad. But when you do read the guys that would be ahead of you in the Colts, it's like, you would think. Man. But also, and also the way that it's written, like one, it refers specifically to the Ravens and join their practice squad. They would think that there'd be a juxtaposition there, but there isn't in that, that it's very ambiguous. So I don't know what the offers were from those teams. I don't know if one of them offered him an active roster spot or not. It would be weird to me that if any of them offered an active roster spot, that you would choose the Ravens practice squad over that. But again, the assumption is that Keaton Mitchell is headed to the IR. It's just that we don't think that he's headed to the IR to put Melvin Gordon on the active roster. We think he's headed to the IR to get Brent Urban on the team Josh. or Josh Johnson or... Um, or Kevon uh, Seymour, Kevon Seymour, thank yeah. you. We think that we think that Mitchell, Ham, and uh, Pepe Pe- Williams are all headed to the IR in favor of those three guys. But I also think the Ravens are going to be monitoring the market for an edge rusher, another cornerback, anything like that. So we'll see how the next couple of days play out. All right, uh, let's get into it. We had to do this a little bit earlier on because of his schedule, getting ready for their season opener with the Giants, but an opportunity to catch up with Hartford County's own Deontay Banks, now Tay Banks, right here on GCR. Well, it's a pleasure now to be joined by a man that we've gotten the opportunity to chat with a number of times over the years. He is the pride of Harford County. He a Terp, and now he's getting ready for his rookie season with the New York Giants. He is Tay Banks, and he's back with us on GCR. Tay, it's Glenn back in Baltimore. It's so good to catch up, man. Thank you for taking the time for us. It's always a time. Always a pleasure, my guy. Dude, it's always good to hear your voice, man. You're having a heck of a, a, a preseason too. What a summer for you, man. Like you everybody well, else you. everybody else doesn't care about these games. You're like, yo, I'm just gonna go out there and not give up a catch. That's awesome, dude. Um uh, Tay, take me through the biggest thing that I feel like I've wanted to talk to you about. You're about to make some history. You're about to become the first ever kid from Edgewood High School to play in the NFL. Um, yeah. How does that strike you? Like, what does that specifically um, mean to you? Um, to me, I just feel like, I don't know, kind of beat the odds, for real. I just mean, from I made it happen, in my situation. So I just, and I really was just, I was really always like, I always, you for me, planned on going to the NFL. I always worked for it, and I always said I was going. Yeah. Like, I ain't never had no doubt. So, 
There you go, man. You you obviously part of it is talent, right? We know that because we've watched you play. You're unbelievably talented. What what else? What else is it about you that's allowed you to, as you say, beat the odds and be in this position? Uh, it's really just my work ethic. Like I, I work hard. I really, when I do work, I'm working. You feel me? The teeth. I'm working. The grind. I'm not out there. You feel me? Bullshit. That's all. I'm just trying. You feel me? I un- I dude, I get that. We've seen it. We have absolutely seen how hard you work, man. There's no doubt about it. Tay, have you allowed yourself like a moment to appreciate all this? Like we saw you and your family on draft night. We know how special that was. But have you allowed yourself a moment to be like, dude, th- this is this is what I've worked for, and to like appreciate all of that? Um, I, I feel like I have, but I also haven't. Like sometimes I feel like this really like some of this. This is me. This really happened. I've really been. You feel me? I've been dreaming of this since I was young. So it's like I finally did it. But I, I definitely like you feel me. Look back, like I really you feel me. I'm here. But it's not, it's not, but that's not it. You feel me? I'm trying, I'm trying to be here and stay here. Right. I get that, right? Like, that you don't want to start counting your blessings yet because you got a long way to go in front of you. Right. Uh, Tay Banks is with us. Let me, let me talk to you about that, right? Because we always knew you as Deontay, right? And I know you started going by Tay. Were, were you always Tay growing up? Like, was that how everybody referred to you? No, I was always Tay growing up. No, yeah. I was always Tay. Like, I just ain't never really like me. Oh, my Instagram name, I always was like Tay something. You feel me? And that was always Tay in it, but. I ain't really make a switch to like, I, I think I was doing something for a combine. They said, what you want your name to be? And I said, hey, man. <laughs> That's it now. That's the way it goes. That's what everybody's going to know you as. Uh, how important is it for you, you know, you, you get that opportunity to be a first-round pick, and there's a spotlight on you. How important is it to you to make sure that everybody knows, I deserve that spotlight. In fact, I deserve more. I deserve to maybe go higher than that. Um. I don't really. I, feel like, I don't really feel like it's a job that like people know that I'm. You feel me? I just feel like it's me proving me right. You dig what I'm saying? Yeah. Like I knew I could do this. You feel me? I've been knew I could do this. So it's just really just me believing in myself and just proving myself right. What is it about your time at Maryland? Right? Like you arrived at a time where there were some there were some downs. You know, like you went through the pandemic at Maryland and you helped turn this yeah. program around. What I about heard. your time at Maryland maybe helped best prepare you for making this jump to the NFL? It was really my, uh, my, my, I tore my labrum, my, my, I played, I played, I played the whole season. I played one game and then I got hurt the, the second, the second quarter of the, of the second game. Mm-hmm. I, I can play the rest of the season. It's really, and it really kind of like, I mean, it kind of made me all year in the day, like, kind of put me in a dark spot. Cause like, I ain't never been without football. You feel me? Mm-hmm. So me being without football was like, it was real, it was real tough for me. But I got through it for me, rehab, and I just kept pushing through rehab, man, making sure I was recovered fully, and it just kept going. And now I'm here. What did, what did you learn about yourself during going through that, Tay? Like, what is it that, that you maybe found yourself doing differently or acting, like anything like that that you learned from that time away from the game? Um, I just learned to love it more, so. And I already loved it. I just loved it. Like, you feel me? I cherished it more because, like, at any time, this game would be taken away from me. So that's the scary I, I, really it. I understand that. Tay Banks with us here on GCR. Tay, um, you know, we saw a video of your first interaction with Wink Martindale when you got to New York and how excited yeah. he was uh, about you being there. Can you tell us? We got to know Wink, obviously, here in Baltimore for a while. What's it for been sure. like being a, like that guy's got such a personality. Um, what's it been like being that's around him? Yeah. Tell me about him. Um, He's real cool. Like real 
chill. He, but he, the thing about him is, get real. Like, he keep, he keep it 100 with you. He got, we got this little thing called keep it real. And he tell you what's going like, what's going on with you, how you practicing, how you're doing this. So, he, for me, a real coach. Like, you just keep it real with people. That's awesome, man. That I, I, it's we we certainly liked him a lot when he was here. Um, are we gonna have to worry about you holding it against the Ravens for years to come that they didn't take you in the first round? Are we gonna have to worry about that? Um, I'm not gonna say holding holding against them, but it's definitely I'm a definitely like you feel me. I don't know. Like, I can't. You feel me? I don't know. That's just where I come from. So like, it feel, it's a different vibe. It's a different vibe where you, that's where you come from, and now. And got the opportunity to get you and take you to, but like, I'm not really chill. I don't show them no. You feel me? I I get it. I get it. I get it. What I understand is like you're not thinking about it on a day to day basis, but like the first time you go up against them, it might be in the back. Oh of your yeah, mind. yeah, 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 for sure. Right. Okay. 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 I understand that, dude. What do the, what does it mean? Like when I say the words Sunday Night Football, NBC, Dallas Cowboys, like that's how you're. Yes, God. Dude, like that's how you're starting your career. Can you even fathom that? Um, that's what I that's what I've been keep like that's all I've been thinking about. Like I really my first NFL game is a Sunday night game against the Dallas Cowboys. We're the only two teams playing. I don't know. I think it's just like a a dream come true, like a I don't know, like the craziest scenario for me. It really I don't is. Oh no, it's a blessing. It it really is what dreams are made I of. <laughs> how are you? Have you thought about how you're gonna do your Sunday night football like introduction? Like when they, you know, when no, they go. I be, no, I've been seeing. I'm like, oh no, I gotta, I gotta find something out to do. Oh no, I gotta find it. <laughs> I love that, man. What, what about you know? I mentioned that you helped them turn things around um, at Maryland, and the last two seasons, you know, getting this team to bowl games and 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 winning games, and and now the opportunity that they have. How much pride do you have in being a part? Of turning that thing around, and how much faith do you have in those guys that they can keep building on that? Um, I wouldn't say I wouldn't give myself all the credit because like, a lot of us turned that program around. But um, I would just say like, I'm sorry, can you repeat the last part of the question? But how much faith do you have in the guys to continue to be able to build on what it is oh, yeah, that oh, foundation? Um, especially like um, Roman, that's my guy. He's going, he's going to have a big year. Uh, Tarhi, he's going to have a big year. Like. Uh, uh, Tyrese Chambers, yeah, also from Baltimore. Like yeah. everybody, like I feel like we're gonna have, they're gonna have a good season. They're gonna have a big year. They're gonna have some guys. That... Tyrese, Tyrese is fast, man. Like that dude. I like that. Man, he has a lot of speed, and it's great to see another local kid uh, have that opportunity at Maryland. Um, Tay, did you allow yourself? Like, did you give yourself the opportunity to to splurge on anything when when you got the deal? <laughs> I shop a lot. Okay. Tell, what what is, what is the one thing that like you were waiting for? Like when you got that first NFL contract, you really wanted. Um, what I was waiting for. I don't know, cause like I'm a big like I just like clothes a lot, so I just went and shopped and bought me a lot of clothes. So you're you're gonna be the one that looks the best when you do like the the, the walk into the stadium. Oh yeah, 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 yes, sir, yes, sir, yes, sir, yes, sir. I love that, man. I love that. Tay, is there somebody else along your path that's been important for you in getting you to this point where you're about to make your NFL debut? Um, I would say like I mean my parents my close like outside of my parents and my family, uh my man like I had a my closest friend named his name Marzo where like and I the first time I met him he was we met him I met him he came from he came from North Carolina, he originally from North Carolina but he moved down for me and came at Edgewood tenth grade year, you know, for me. 
after that, we would just click, and we would just we always play football. We played football together when I was in high school, and we always just, I don't know, we were competitive with each other. Like, like if you ever see us outside, like we we competitive whatever we doing. Like, I don't know. Like he just got he give me a, he give me another competitive spirit. You feel me? That's awesome. And I always been competitive competitive myself, but you got another another person that's close to you, and they got both competitive. Like it just created an edge for you. You feel me? Edge for both of y'all. That's cool, man. That's cool. Tay Banks, dude, we're so happy for you. Um, it's going to be awesome to see you out there on sun- Sunday night football. Sunday night football. That is so cool, man. Um, I know it's Tay Banks 3 underscore on Instagram, right? That's how everybody can give you yes, a follow. Um, yes, sir. Tay, congratulations on everything, man. I know for everybody in Edgewood, for Hartford County, uh, it's unbelievable to see the success. That, and we can't wait to see, as you pointed out, this is just the start, right? Like, we can't wait to see. You hear me? Dude, uh, best of luck this season, man. Thank you so much for hopping on with us and taking a couple of minutes. Of course. Tay Banks, of course, uh, the pride of Edgewood High School and the University of Maryland, getting ready for the start of his rookie year with the Giants. And apologize, uh, the cell phone service was not perfect there, but appreciate the opportunity to catch up with him. And it was funny, right? Like, you could hear it. He was, in his voice, he was like, yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm thinking about it. And you could tell, like, what he was saying was, I'm not consumed by the fact that the Ravens didn't take me, but, you know, it's a little bit different. That's where you're from. They had the shot at you, and they didn't. Imagine that's going to be something that comes up again, and one day down the road there's going to be a Ravens-Giants matchup, and somebody's going to be hell-bent on making a statement. Just imagine that's probably going to be the case. Hey, today's show is brought to you by Superbook. A reminder that if you download the Superbook app or go to Superbook.com, you deposit and make a same-day first bet up to $250. Win or lose, we're going to match it if you use the code GlennClark23. That's G-L-E-N-N-C-L-A-R-K-2-3. GlennClark23 is the code. Go to Superbook, make your deposit, and a first bet up to $250 on the same day will match it. Win or lose, superbook.com, and download the Superbook app. All right, things, again, a little bit different today because we have a lot going on. But we also had the opportunity to catch up with Morgan State football coach Damon Wilson as they get ready for the start of their season. And we also had to do that a little bit earlier because of their practice schedule. This stupid thing where football teams want to practice. It's really annoying. They don't schedule it around us, those jerks. This is why we picked this time slot, right? Right. I'm like, this is going to be perfect. So I got to come in here. I got to slog in here in order to do these interviews. But, um, you know, the last of the uh, area Division One coaches that we need to catch up with before the season, Damon Wilson right here on GCR. Well, joining us now here on GCR, he is getting ready for his second year as the head coach at Morgan State. They travel down to Richmond Saturday at 6 o'clock to open up the season. He's Coach Damon Wilson. Coach, it's Glenn. It's great to catch up as always. Thank you for taking the time for us. Yes, sir. Thanks for having me. Hey, Coach, I wonder, you know, like let's go back a year, right? And um, you, you, you're just getting settled at that point, getting ready to start the season. What have you learned about being the head football coach at Morgan State over the course of the last 12 months, just having a little bit more time and having gone through everything that you guys have been through? Well, the, the, I would say the biggest thing is learning my players. You know, last year I didn't have really an opportunity. Uh, as a staff, we didn't have an opportunity to learn our players uh, because pretty much we are a month away from our first game when we got when we got hired. 
And uh, so just understanding the guys, understanding their strengths and weaknesses, whether it's on the field or off the field. Also, are learning more about Morgan State uh, history. You know, that's another thing that uh, really stands out when you're talking about what, you know, what, what I've learned over the last 12 months. Um, not just the football history, but the academic history and, uh, and meeting the good people on campus. So, you know, it's been a, a lot has taken place in a year. I, I know that you probably didn't achieve uh, many or all of your goals a season ago, but there were some really it's some positive moments, some good wins there as the season went along. It seemed like you were playing good football. Were you happy with the progress that your team made and the ability to maybe build off of that moving into this season? Oh, indeed, indeed. You know, we definitely didn't accomplish our goal. Our goal is always to win the championship. So we didn't accomplish that goal. However, we definitely uh, were able to lay the foundation uh, of our program and how we want to move forward uh, with the program. So I definitely saw some growth, um, and I, I see some exciting times in the near future uh, at Morgan State. He is Damon Wilson, head coach of the Bears. He's with us here on GCR. Um, coach, I, I guess, let me come right out and ask, have you settled on a quarterback going into the season opener? Uh, yes, Carson will be will be our starter uh, quarterback. We probably will play multiple quarterbacks uh, early in the year just to get uh, some guys some experience. And uh, we have a very competitive non-conference schedule, but we definitely uh, depend depend on you know probably will play once again multiple quarterbacks. But Carson Carson will be the starter. So you're talking about Carson Baker, obviously. What what do we need to know about Carson? Why was he the right guy to go into the season as the starter? Well, Carson, we, we started with him last year, and it was, uh, you know, it was a little tough because the quarterback didn't have an opportunity to really learn the entire system. Now we, we went through a fall camp, went through uh, winter workouts and, and spring ball and another summer camp with him, and uh, I think he's shown a lot of growth. You know, he understands the offense a lot better. Uh, the guys respond to him. Uh, he can make plays, you know, with his arm and even with his legs. Uh, on the field, so uh, he's a guy that he's been there. You know, he's a right. a guy that you're 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 familiar with, and uh, he's gonna give us a good chance to be successful. On top of obviously the, the time that he had with you guys a year ago, he came from some big programs where he had played a little bit. T- did you sense how much that helps him having had that opportunity to play at the highest level of college football? Oh, indeed. I mean, he's he's a, he's a professional. You know, he's a guy that you don't have to have to worry about doing the film work and extra work out the practice. I mean, he's a guy that's going to quiet, quietly lead uh, the offense with his actions. Uh, but definitely, you can tell his experience and, uh, and, and exposure at, at, uh, to football at his highest level has definitely um, uh, shown uh, its impact on him as a, as a, as a college student athlete. You guys had a pretty impressive defense a year ago, led the, the conference in the fewest points allowed. How much is that like the standard of what you what, what we should expect from Morgan State football under Damon Wilson versus just being, hey, that's what we wanted to play to a year ago because we were trying to lay the groundwork for what we're doing at Morgan State. I mean, you know, we, we want to lead in all three phases, uh, and not just the conference but nationally. And I think we made some strides in that defensively last year. I think we had a little bit more depth and experience on our defensive side of the ball last year, and that's something we want to build upon. But at the same time, we want to get that same depth and experience on our offensive side of the ball as well. Uh, but we are, you know, I, I know, I understand the defense wins championships, and we keep about the end zone as a zero-zero ball game. So you know, we we understand that, and that's a mindset. But also, we want to be able to uh, uh, score points. You know, that's something that I'm accustomed to doing something that I look forward to doing. you got to have the right uh, pieces in place, and that's something I think the coaches did a good job this uh, offseason in recruiting 
adding some additional talent to our roster offensively. Who are, who are some of those players that we should know about going into this season? Who are those, some of those guys that you expect are ready to take that step up this season? Uh, as far as camp, Andre Crawley, wide receiver, has had a, a really good camp. Tyler Wilkins had a, a good camp. Uh, we brought a new tra- transfer in. Uh, Travion Pratt, a wide receiver, has mm-hmm. had a good camp. Um, J.J. Davis, running back, we had transfer in. Good camp. So we have some guys that skill-wise to have the ability to, uh, you know, just to, to spread the ball around. Jabril Johnson is a guy that kind of has been the mainstay. He's replacing uh, Alfonso Graham from last year in the yeah. backfield. Uh, so, you know, he's a guy, and, and uh, Keith Jenkins is a guy that we moved from defense who was our kick returner last year uh, to offense this year. So he's another guy that's going to help us, uh, you know, uh, spread the ball around a little bit. I know Jabril, a Baltimore kid, a McDonough alum. I know uh, he's somebody that local fans are going to have a lot of fun watching this season. Uh, Coach, if you could, you mentioned it's a tough non-conference schedule, obviously starting on Saturday. But what to you is the difference? Like what will allow your team to take that next step and, and post a winning record and start making moves towards winning the MEAC this season? Well, I think it starts with discipline. I mean, if you look at last year, we lost three games uh, pretty much the last play of the game, one by a field goal, one by last second touchdown, one by another six points. And if you, you're disciplined, you make the certain plays you're supposed to make early in the game, you, you minimize penalties, you don't have the turnovers, you know, that gives you an opportunity to win those games. And if you win those games, it's a, it's a different story uh, last year. So one thing we've been focusing on is just the discipline of the, uh, the overall uh, guys on and off the football field. Uh, it certainly it goes a long way. There's no question about that. You mentioned the, the difficult schedule. Obviously, Richmond's no cakewalk. Then you go schedule another game at Akron after that. Talk me through what your thought process is and how you're putting together a schedule and why it is that you're comfortable with going out and playing like really difficult non-conference opponents to start the year. Well, the schedule was done when we got hired. You know, so okay. that's okay. something that uh, yeah, yeah we, we you we inherited. Have, it. <laughs> we, yeah, we didn't. We we don't. We didn't have a say so in this schedule. However, I totally understand to get the recognition that you're looking for um, in, in in college athletics. You must play some of the better uh, teams. That's something that we did at Boise State University, mm-hmm. and something we had success on. So now we're just at the FCS level, and. Uh, you know, in order to beat the best, you got you to beat the best, as they say. Um, and, and that's something that, uh, that we, we're working forward to doing, or working towards uh, doing. And then you look at Towson, I'm not Towson, I'm sorry, Richmond. Richmond is the top, top 20 team in FCS yeah. football. You know, so, you know, like I said, we have our, our work cut out for us, but we're excited about the top. As Coach mentioned, Towson, of course, the home opener is against Towson on September 16th at Hughes Stadium, your first opportunity to check out the Bears here. Uh, coach, I wonder if I could, because I know it's difficult enough to be a football coach and to try to get ready to play games and to be a leader of men. On top of that, in the last couple of years, there has been such tumult within the college football world and a lot of questions about the health of the conference and things like that. Is it difficult for you to to try to keep your you know your foot on all of these things? at once as you want to make sure that you're getting your team ready to play, but you also need to make sure that Morgan State is in the best position that it can be as a football program as well? I wouldn't say difficult. I look at always controlling the things that you can control. I think we have a very competitive conference. There's only six teams in the conference, but uh, it, we're fortunate where we're in a uh, CU conference, but playing a national schedule. So we have the ability to schedule, once again, some of these 
opponents like a Richmond and uh, the Towsons of the world, the Akrons of the world. So you kind of have the best of both worlds when you talk about recruiting. You know, I think that's something that you have to uh, talk about in your recruiting spiel. Uh, but also, like I say, as a head coach, my job is to control the things that I, I can control and put our young men in a position to be successful. That starts, of course, Saturday at Richmond as Morgan gets the season underway. Coach Damon Wilson, uh, really appreciate you taking the time for us. Uh, best of luck this season, and I promise we will be in touch. As you guys start racking up huge wins, we're going to be uh, tracking you down to uh, talk up what it is that your program is doing. Thank you for spending a few minutes with us. Yes, sir. Thank you for having me. That's Damon Wilson, the head coach at Morgan State. When we come back in, we will make our picks for the first full week of college football season. KZ joins us next on Glenn Clark Radio. Why bet with the big boys this football season? Instead, try your hand with the local book, Superbook Sports, this fall. Superbook Sports is the book next door. Just a dedicated team of the best odds makers in Las Vegas, making sure you get the best prices and parlays anywhere. And now, Superbook will give you a bonus of up to $250 when you sign up and wager on the same day and use the promo code GlennClark23, G-L-E-N-N-C-L-A-R-K-2-3. So bet with the best. And use the promo code GlennClark23 this football season with Superbook Sports. Visit Superbook.com for terms and conditions. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Another exciting weekend of affordable family fun at Prince George's Stadium with the Bowie Bay Sox. Last weekend of the regular season kicks off on Friday the 8th with Adley Rutschman Night. Mystery Adley Rutschman giveaway items for the first 750 fans. Fireworks on Saturday with the return of our 1K beer run. See how fast you can complete the race while getting three beers down. And our Birdland celebration on Sunday. Free autograph items for the first 1,000 fans. Get your tickets now by calling 301-805-6000 or anytime online at BaySox.com. The Bowie Bay Sox. Let us be your nine-inning vacation. I'm Michael Jan Grandy, president of A.J. Michaels, your carrier energy expert for 44 years. Save money, energy, and make your home more comfortable and virus-free. Find us at AJMichaels.com. That's AJMichaels.com. The Maryland Five Star returns to iconic Fair Hill October 19th to 22nd, marking the next chapter in Maryland's equestrian tradition. Best described as the triathlon of horse eventing, you won't want to miss this thrilling sport. Enjoy a fall festival with local fair, retail vendors, and tons of family fun. Come for the event and stay for the experience in Cecil County, home to the Chesapeake Bay waterfront with vibrant small towns and accommodations to suit every desire. It's the place to be in October. Visit Maryland5star.us for tickets. Join PressBox's fantasy football expert Joe Serpico and the rest of our Glenn Clark Radio gang at Sports and Social inside Live Casino Maryland Thursday, September 7th for the pro football season opener between Detroit and Kansas City. We will be there 7 p.m. where Joe Serpico will help you nail this fantasy football season. Just come by and Joe will consult you on your lineup. Who to sit, who to start, who to target for in a trade, and who to pick up off waivers. Plus, we'll try to help you win some money as we watch the game. So join us for the season opener, improve your fantasy team, and have a great time at Live Casino and Hotels, Sports and Social. That first sip. That first bite. Mm. Start your day off right with a delicious breakfast at Royal Farms. Choose from a fantastic selection of fresh Royal Farms breakfast sandwiches and top it off with a rich, hot cup of the freshest coffee in the world. At Royal Farms, breakfast is available day and night. It's the freshest breakfast in the world. Real fresh, real fast. Royal Farms. It's a Maryland thing you wouldn't 
Where the waves meet the shore, you will find Dorchester County. Hi, this is Jimmy Charles. When I think of Maryland, I think Dorchester County on the eastern shore where it's open for making memories. Dorchester County, it's a Maryland thing. For more info, visit www.visitdorchester.org. America's Biggest Bike Race returns to Maryland Sunday, September 3rd as 120 of the world's best cyclists race the Maryland Cycling Classic presented by United Healthcare. Come enjoy the free fan zones and festival with interactives, food, and drink beginning at noon. Then see the exciting race conclusion from 3 to 5 p.m. in the Inner Harbor. Come be loud, be proud, and let the world hear you. For more information, go to MarylandCyclingClassic.us. If you miss anything on the show, don't forget that you can watch full episodes at youtube.com slash pressboxonline, and you can download podcasts on Apple, iTunes, Amazon, and Grindr. Wait, did I say Grindr? I don't think that you would find it on Grindr. Not that I know what's on Grindr or anything, I swear! Second thought, you know what? I don't care what you think. Here's Glenn. The Toyota Tacoma comes in a range of models and trim lines, so you can choose the perfect Tacoma to reflect your unique personality and driving habits. Check out buyatoyota.com for deals on new Tacomas from your local Toyota dealer today. Good morning, Mr. Zalis. How are you, my friend? I am wonderful. How are you today? I am all right. I have, uh, I got to be honest with you, I am completely unprepared. I did absolutely zero work. For week one, I actually looked up some tidbits about week zero, right? I was very proud of myself for a historic, spectacular cover from San Jose State. Just outstanding. Uh, you had an even better week than I did in week one, as you went 3-0 and and moved to the top of the table after week one. Uh, KZ was uh, tweeting out, hashtag stop the count after week <laughs> one, which I appreciated. Uh, I have done no zero zero work. I do know that Cam Rising is not playing for uh, Utah tonight, so for picking that game, I don't know how that impacts how it is that I pick it. Um, if you're not familiar, we do picks every Thursday, and this year we have this Irish theme punishment, and I even forget all of the layers to it because it is complicated AF. <laughs> but the loser essentially will be consuming blood sausage. Haggis, which we know is Scottish, not Irish. Deal with it. Uh, the, our friend Tim and Belair just wanted to give it a shot. And um, and and what's it, the, the the stomach thing? What's it? Yeah, I I've forgotten called, uh, what it's called. Tripe. Tripe. Thank yes. you. And tripe. Enjoying an Irish coffee served Will Levis style with a bunch of mayonnaise, plus performing nothing compares to you and zombie. And then on top of it all, you have to take an Irish dance lesson. And then perform said Irish dance while you are dressed in the Notre Dame mascot costume. So there's a lot going on here. Also, a lot of you still have to pay me. Get on it by week three. I, by week three, because of, by that of the point. the NFL season. Sure, that's fine. I'll give you that. By week three of the NFL season, because by that point, at least somebody's going to be in a serious hole. Although, it looks like it's going to be our newcomers because they are off to a rough start. All right, uh, seven. Is that what you said we're doing? Seven, yes, seven college games, games this, this week. week. All right. Yes, sir, I yes, am sir. so glad that I am not prepared for this. Where are we starting? You're glad you're, you're, glad you're not prepared? I, I should have. It's we're starting uh, right here at home. Towson Tigers. Don't we normally build up to the local game? 
Are you new here? Well, we always. I thought we always started when with there's an NFL, NFL game. I thought we started with Maryland. Yes, when there's an NFL game, we oh, do it that way because we build up to the local. That's just game. a little bit of a tease for you Thank for what you. we're about to do in uh, in six or okay. in six. Let's get in to six it. Matchups. Come on, we got to step forward tonight. Yes, on ESPN, uh, the Florida Gators take on the number fourteen ranked Utah Utes. That one's on ESPN. Uh, Utah. I got the line last night. They were favored by four and a half with uh, Cam Rising status still up in the air. Well, so it's it, Utah. The expectation is like the words have been used are doubtful. Right. Not going to play any yes. of those things. I'm hearing there's still a chance, but yeah. who, who are you? What do you mean you're hearing that? Well, do you I'm have an inside yeah, source? Yeah. I, Utah football? No, not, not an inside source. <laughs> like, you get a, you, texting with Kyle Whittingham last <laughs> night. Did C, Steve Smith reach out? Like, hey man, got this hot tip for you that if you want to share on this show, listen to you. I'm hearing. What does that mean? You're hearing. Um, I do think that matters. I don't know to what degree it matters. This is a weird situation for me because I actually like Florida's run game. We remember that Florida beat Utah in the Swamp last year with Cam Rising. Now, I get it, Anthony Richardson was playing, but I'm not – I don't know. I'm not as down on Graham Mertz. Like, I saw Florida with Anthony Richardson. They weren't – I watched Graham Mertz last season. Right, so imagine them with – but I don't Mertz, who's not Anthony Richardson. I understand that, but I don't think I, I'm trying to say this in the nice way possible. I don't think Florida, the success that Florida had, Florida had, was necessarily because of Anthony Richardson. Um, and I get it; it was a limited amount of success. I'm just in a weird place where I think I think ultimately Utah probably gets inflated a little bit before the season. I do believe in their defense. I do, but I believed in their defense a year ago, and Florida still was comfortable scoring points against them. I think that Florida can run the ball. Um, the other ATN, of course, is in the Florida backfield. I don't know. I like Florida. Florida to cover. That's right. that's the pick. Yeah, I mean, I could do the long drawn out thing, but but I think everything you said was right on. I, I I always I always see Utah as that team. I don't want to play at the end of the season, but I don't mind playing them early. Um, I think that's a, a running thing. Uh, they're starting quarterbacks out. I agree with you with the the Florida thing. They can run the ball. They can play some defense. I'll take four and a half, and I'll take Florida. Yeah, I'm going to go opposite of you guys. Um, I mean, yeah, the Cam Rising not playing does make me a little nervous, but, you know, Graham Mertz on the road in a new offense doesn't really scare me all too much when Utah has the taste of, you know, the the, the exciting the excitement at the end of the and losing to Florida last year. Mm-hmm. I think they're going to want to come back and win. I mean, four and a half might be might prove to be a little too much. I, I think they win no matter what, uh, but I, I think that I'm going to take them to win and cover. Okay, so, yeah, the winning part doesn't do anything yeah, for you. <laughs> they have to cover. That's Joining me on Utah will be Paul Valley, okay. John Proctor, okay. uh, Nick Kelly, Ooh. and Andrew Stanton. Ah! <laughs> so in Florida, we'll be Ryan Shell. Although, as we pointed out, Andrew Stecka actually off to a yeah. two and one start yeah, so this we'll season. See. So uh, on uh, on Florida, joining you two will be uh, Ryan Shell, John and Little Rock, as well as Kyle. That's not good. Those are those two guys are combined for an zero and six. Ryan Shell and John and Little Rock. <laughs> That's not great. That might be the new standard instead of it being the Stecka <laughs> standard. We might have to base it around that. Uh, moving on to Saturday, right at noon, a noon kickoff on ABC. The Virginia Cavaliers will travel to – they're not in Knoxville. They're actually going to be in Nashville playing in the Titan Stadium. Uh, the number 12, Tennessee Volunteers. They are favored by 27-and-a-half when I got it last night. 27-and-a-half? Yeah. I know everybody's excited about Joe Milton, but – and it, look, right. let's, let's not – don't get me wrong. He played well in the Orange Bowl. I was very impressed by Joe Milton in the Orange Bowl. 
27 and a half. Is that where we're at with Virginia? I guess that's why everybody just thinks that that's an easy win for Maryland is because we're just that down on Virginia. I, I don't know. I I get it. One of these teams appears to be good and a threat, but also, like, isn't this eternally the way that it works is when you have too much confidence in Tennessee, they're always going to end up letting yeah, you down? I mean. I'm not going to do it yet. Uh, Tennessee. Tennessee is the pick. Yeah, uh, Virginia's not good. And I, I, in the little bit I read, they seem to be very confused about if they have five healthy offensive linemen uh, to play this game. So um, I'll take Tennessee with uh, – I hate the number, but I think it's a route. Uh, yeah, I'm with you guys as well. I will take Tennessee big behind Joe Milton. Uh, we are all pretty much on the same page. Two people will go contrarian and take the Virginia Cavs. It is going to be Paul Valley and John Proctor it on is a, UVA. By it is sense. a huge number for what yes. it's worth, and that also means that we have Steck, uh, Ryan, and John on our yes. side, and that's yes. not that's yeah. not great. Not great. Next. Next up, also a noon kickoff on Saturday, Colorado Buffaloes, the fighting Deion Sanders at the number 17-ranked TCU Horn Frogs. That one's on Fox. TCU minus 20 and a half. Another big number, and there's so much unknown about Colorado. I'm going to choose to wait it out. With They're going to have to prove it before I buy into any hype, so TCU is the pick. Yeah, I actually think this number is lower because it is Colorado because I don't think they're a very good football team this year. A lot of moving parts. A lot of people haven't may not even know each other's names yet. Um, I'll take TCU. Um. I'm drinking all the primetime Kool-Aid. I really, I mean, you know, I really won't be surprised if Colorado finds a way to win this game. So I'm getting 20 and a half. You won't. All right. Well, I'm not even going to say. Wait, anything. wait, wait. It's, oh, not, it's not worth it. Uh, it's not wait, worth wait. it. No, it's no, not no, worth it. On. This is it's a guy that, he, stop. This is internet stuff. He, he watches Jake Paul fights. Like, this is a man oh, okay. that lives on Twitter. <laughs> and so Deion Sanders is a thing. This is he what is it is. a thing, is. yeah. I will take the 20 and a half and I will take Colorado and Deion Sanders. Uh, and uh, we're, eh, I guess I'm, I guess I'm in the minority here. It's me, Paul, and John and Little Rock on Colorado and Deion Sanders. Everybody else is on TCU. Yeah, I don't like how much agreement I have with Andrew Stecka. That's yeah. not a good thing. Nick said the only reason he's taking TCU is because the kicker is named Griffin Kell, and he likes that. Ah, name. how about that? Yeah. It's not weird. enough for me to take. It's TCU. weird though that yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> he's taking it because his name is Griffin. Like, <laughs> I just saw that ad. I'm like, what? What, is he a are, is he just a huge Griffin fan? Is that what I've just learned about Nick Kelly, or is it because Kelly is that what it is? Like, is it Kell or Kelly? Uh, probably, I guess a little bit of both. Probably. I mean, he no, obviously no, but loves it, is the, the kid's name Griffin, Griffin Kell. 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 Yeah, they don't get this at all. Okay. Don't get it at all. Go ahead. Saturday nights, West Virginia Mountaineers go up to Happy Valley. Number seven ranked Penn State Nittany Lions are uh, laying twenty and a half as well as they host West Virginia. For some reason. My like gut tells me that Penn State doesn't regularly blow people out. Like I'm gonna, I'm just, I just for the sake of it, right? And I get it that I Penn State's a very thought of team, and West Virginia is not. But am I right to think that Penn State plays a style of football that just does not lend to a ton of blowouts? I'm looking at their, uh, their seat. They blew out. I think they ended. Well, they did blow out Auburn yeah, they, last they year. Well, I they think didn't blow the out, however, Central Michigan or Northwestern. You don't need to. Uh, they West blew Virginia. out Minnesota. They blew out Indiana, and of course Maryland. We remember that. Eh, I'll take it back. <laughs> they won a fair amount of games by this number. I don't know. It's also it's Saturday night. Are they doing the blackout for this because it's I, the uh, or the whiteout? I mean, didn't they? I think, just, 
Do they? How many whiteout? Do they only do one a year, or do they? Do I think they typically only did one a year, but I thought they were doing a whiteout game because it's the first NBC game uh, or something like no, that. No, they're they doing the whiteout is scheduled for Iowa, which is September twenty third. Why waste a whiteout on Iowa? Well, it's a conference game. They're gonna end up. It's gonna be like a six two final score. Or but why yeah, I get would your you point. do I mean, that? being on NBC, they probably should have, or just do it twice. <sighs> yeah. I don't know. I mean, I don't be... know. I don't know why I'm going to do this, but I'm going to take West Virginia in the points. Wow. Yeah. Well, I'm not. I, I don't think West Virginia is a good team. I think that, um, you know, last year they Penn State did a good job blowing out the teams they're supposed to blow out. Um, so I, 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 I'll I'll buy the Kool Aid for a week. Yeah, I'm with you, Ken. I don't think West Virginia is very good. I don't have they named. I don't think know if they've even named a quarterback yet. Uh, I, think I did is, not see one. Yeah, I don't think this is gonna be. I think this is gonna be a long night for the Mountaineers. Well, maybe they have a lot of quarterbacks. Oh, yeah, they, they maybe they have all of them. Maybe they have five yeah. quarterbacks. Then, I guess it be, then it wouldn't be fair. Yeah, <laughs> but it's like the Cardinals. We're not gonna give anybody advantage. Right. <laughs> uh, Glenn, you have two gentlemen on Uh-oh. your side. You have Paul Valley. Okay. And Ryan. No, no, did, oh no. Oh, and Paul no. did tell me I've I have zero confidence in any of my picks this week. Is well, I mean, Paul but, but that's his disclaimer well, every week. Really, almost. In fairness, he does not know anything about college football. Yes, he, he couldn't. I'm not sure he could tell you what the name of the team is at West Virginia. <laughs> the Mountaineers. If you gave him three guesses, I'm not certain that he'd be able to get. <laughs> Should we call him and see if we can? I, no, I'm not. It's not about trying to. I just yeah, he's not yeah. a college football guy. It's not his thing. Uh, well, so on West Virginia, Ryan, Paul, and Glenn. Everybody else is on Penn State and the Nittany Lions. Uh, also Saturday night, number 21, North Carolina and the Tar Heels will take on South Carolina and the Gamecocks. It's Drake May versus Spencer Rattler. And uh, North Carolina, favored by two and a half, playing in uh, the Panther Stadium in Charlotte. So it, technically a neutral location. Yeah, this to me is just, all I got here is that I like Drake more, May more than I like Spencer Rattler. Like, that's what, I, I can't believe Spencer Rattler is still in college football <laughs> somehow. Like, I mean, he's got to be handing hookers age at this point. Uh, yeah, I, I I like Drake May. I think Drake May is a um, you know, a really dark horse guy that can end up getting into Heisman conversation at some point this season. And because of that, I, with the the number being small, I'll go with North Carolina. I actually think South Carolina may be one of those surprise teams this year. I think they're actually really really good. Um, it just sucks that they play in the SEC. I think they're a nine ten win team, and I I don't think North Carolina. This is good. They lost a little bit, and as much as I like the quarterback, I don't know that's going to be enough. Um, I will take the game talks. It's fine by me. I don't know what I'm talking about, so um, I'm leaning towards South Carolina as well. Uh, I think you definitely want to take the over. Let's in this just game. be honest. You just like saying go Cox. That's I do that's like all that, this obviously. is. Let's I mean, be very honest about what we're doing. This goes back to be you being a child of the internet. All you want to do is make six different Cox references on Saturday. Um, well, yes, yes, obviously, uh, but I do think as South everyone Carolina, knows, I mean, Griffin, they off Griffin loves the cocks. That's everybody Go knows Cox, that. Baby. Yeah. Yes. Um, they did knock off uh, Tennessee towards the end of last year. I think they kind of started figuring it out a little bit. Um, I don't know if they'll do enough to win this game. I think UNC wins a shootout, forty-two to forty-one, but that <laughs> would be a South Carolina cover. So what a stupid pick. What? Go bet that right now. Go bet forty exact score forty two forty one. Go bet the exact score on that and see if you can't come away with some money. Um, Dumb. (laughs) Just very dumb. So I will take South Carolina uh, on one paper, which probably be one of the best games of this weekend. Uh, Of course, a reminder that our spreads do come from our friends at Mm -hmm. Superbook, and you can go to Superbook.com or download the Superbook app. And what you need to do: make a deposit up to two hundred fifty dollars, and you make a same day first bet. 
Again, up to $250, and we will match it, win or lose, up to 250 bucks that same day first bet if you use the code GlennClark23. So, again, GlennClark23 is the code, G-L-E-N-N-C-L-A-R-K, GlennClark23, in order to match it. By the way, Brian Powell, who doesn't want to be a part of picks anymore but is still chiming in, uh, informs us that Virginia is considered the worst Power 5 team by a lot of pundits and uh, also sent me that hat that everyone my age, uh, a picture of that hat. We all owned a Cox hat a at Cox some hat. point in our life. It Go was that absolutely a hat that everybody, all white males around my age, owned that hat at some point. That's a thing that occurred. What did everybody else pick for that game? Uh, you had North Carolina. Along with you uh, was Paul Valley. Mm. And oh yeah, just Paul. Everybody else is wow. all over South Carolina, wow. getting two and a half points. Wow, I feel kind of stupid now. <laughs> uh, as Nick Kelly also pointed out in his pick, he said, "Cox, go, go." Well, I mean, everybody's excited about the Cox. Sunday nights, uh, number five, LSU. If there's one thing we know, it's that this group of guys really into Cox. We just know that we do. We do. Yes. Uh, going to Florida, technically, again, a neutral site game, but they're playing in Orlando against the Florida State, number eight ranked Florida State Seminoles. Uh, that's you say that, enough. but I think it's totally possible there's just as many LSU fans of that game yeah. as there are Florida um, State fans. There's not more. 7.30 on a- ABC. Uh, LSU is favored by two and a half. Yeah, I know Florida State really looked good a year ago, but I was extraordinarily impressed by how things came together for LSU as the season went on. Give, you know, one more year for Brian Kelly to continue to make improvements, and I don't know. I think LSU is the pick here. I, I it was a weird game last year, right? Where like it was close, it was extraordinarily close, despite the fact that Florida State vastly outplayed LSU. I just think LSU is more improved than Florida State is. I, I still am in a prove it kind of place with Florida State. I think part of that is just the ACC is not very good. And so they were able to win a bunch of games and have an inflated record, whereas I think LSU is an overall better team. So I'm riding with LSU. Yeah, um, I don't know what to think of Florida State. And since I don't like them anyway, I'll just take LSU, who many think could be one of the dark horses. I don't know if dark horses is is the right word, but one of the contenders for a national championship. It's a small enough spread. I think they win the game, so I'll take them. Yeah, I agree with what Ken said. Uh, I like Jalen Daniels, a quarterback for LSU. I don't know a whole lot about uh, Florida State, but I think LSU, like Ken said, they could compete for a national this title. Is, this is one of, my favorite, team. one of my favorite things when we do college football picks what? is all we do, and it's not just you. It's every single one of us. We just name the guy we've heard of right. from that team. <laughs> and like that's how we made our picks. Is like, I've heard of well, this he's, player, he's so one of like, I'm picking them. He's one of like ten of those Jay Daniels quarterbacks. Yeah, there is a lot of There's them, JT right? Jaden Daniel, yeah, yeah right. Jalen, yeah. Jay, or Jalen, Jay, yeah, Jaden. Jaden is the one at LSU. I think you said Jalen. I think Jay. Well, he spelled Jalen different than the other than one of the other Jay. Oh, I, I give up. Uh, I but thought Jaden was the quarterback at LSU. Uh, is it Jaden? I think I, it's Jaden. Did I do my? Uh, I think it, I think it's I Jayden. like Daniels at quarterback uh, for for <laughs> LSU. Just, um, just, yeah, Jaden Daniels, who used to be at Arizona State, right? And is now okay. Jaden Jaden. I was thinking of the right guy. You know, I believe that. Yeah. There's a lot of them. I agree. Uh, at Florida State, I don't it's think hard we'll be to keep up with all these Jay Andrews for the playoffs. Uh, so I will take LSU as well. Uh, most of us on LSU. We have three fellows on Florida State: Kyle Ottenheimer, Nick Kelly. And Andrew Stetka. Ooh, I th- again, State. I'm not sure if yeah, it's good sure. or not. I don't. We have to judge that again after this week. And wrapping up picks, I teased it at the beginning. Ah, yes. But Towson will be traveling to College Park to take on the Terps. Okay, now explain this. So we have to explain this to right. everybody. Griffin and I had a situation last night 
it is not uncommon that you don't see lines for FBS, FCS games, sometimes not at all, but normally like By day before morning, or day yeah. of, they'll get a lineup. So we knew that this was going to be an issue. The person that we tracked down in order to give us, it's not even a, a real betting line. <laughs> This was a who it was from ESPN. This is, this is so silly. This no, was... no, stop, stop, Ken, stop. This is the way we do so, these. Shut up. So this, Bill Connolly. Bill Connolly he is is an ESPN writer who does analytic work to show what a true line should be for a football game, and so we went with that because we don't have the option of a real line, and it's the only local game that we can pick this weekend, and that's part of the bit. So his line, his true line is 35.6 points. Now, we don't do anything with that, so we just made it 35.5, right? That's the number yes, that we yes, went with. Yes, it is okay. Maryland minus 35.5 via the ESPN SP+. It's a measure of efficiency, apparently. Once upon a time, Towson came to Maryland and gave Maryland a fit. I don't remember what year that was. It was like it was 2012 or something like been, that. Must have been because what was it, 2017 was when oh, they yeah, blew them out. Oh, it blew out, right. But once upon a time, Towson came to Maryland and had a genuine chance of winning the football game and just came up a little bit short. Um, that's not going to be the case on Saturday. Obviously, it's a much better Maryland team. I still have, you know, Maryland questions. Like, they got to figure out what the offensive line. They've got a lot of moving parts on the offensive line. Um, you know, they're replacing a lot at wide receiver, but I like who they have at wide receiver. The truth is, this is a first-year Towson coach. This is going to take some time, and I just don't see a world in which they're competitive in this game. So, Maryland is the pick. You know, I wanted to. Oh, I know. So I know. It's you're allergic I mean, to the so, idea. You're allergic. So badly yeah. because once again, locally, Maryland is tremendously overrated and tremendously uh, overrated you know, because people think they well, might win eight games. That's tremendously yeah, I, overrated. Yeah, I think that's tremendously <laughs> overrated. You know, apparently the quarterback was trying to be poached by a SEC power. That's how good the quarterback is. Um, yeah, that's but a good thing. Because you didn't make up this made-up line big enough. It's not a made-up line. It's from, yeah, What's the guy's name? It's Bill Connolly. Talk to Bill Connolly, my friend. I know that there is a bucket with various numbers. Yes, that's what we do. We just pull out random numbers. <laughs> I couldn't find this anywhere. I'm, I'm glad that, you Neither could it. we. That was why we had to go to Bill Connolly. In order, to, we searched he's every even, sports book he's on the not planet. Even a real person. It's Come definitely on. a real person who does I'm real work. Probably contracting a virus I trying to get the five times. <laughs> I'll take Maryland and regret it. Uh, all yeah. right. I searched for probably like I don't know thirty minutes almost looking for an angle on Towson, and I just There's no angle on. And Towson. Then you, I just couldn't. And then you, an angle, an angle. Why yes. would you spend that much time? Because doing... I wanted to pick Towson <laughs> really bad. <laughs> oh, I do too. I do too. Since 2016, they've covered once in their FBS matchup, and that was against Wake Forest in 2018 when they had Tom Flacco. I don't think they know really, who's starting a quarterback really yet. put work into this. Way too much. Speaking Way of Towson, much. Mr. Towson is here. He's going to yell at all of us for our picks for, for this picking. game. Yeah, I'm um, sure. I, I just thought I would get an advantage if I picked Towson here because I'm sure everybody picked Maryland. Yeah, um, I mean, it, I am tempted to now that now that I know everyone's picks. But no, no, you don't. You're not know, allowed to change your picks. Yeah. You're My not sister to now is picks. officially a Terp as well, so I'm All gonna right. I'm gonna ride with the Terps. All right, uh, there, so. there you go, there you go. Everywhere it is a clean sweep. Everyone on me. All house. right, uh, KZ, you're gonna be in here on Tuesday morning. Uh, I am. I heard I heard a rumor that Joe Serpico will be joining us in the studio on Tuesday morning oh, as well. We're I, all gonna I, be. I heard a I heard another rumor that. Uh, 
that Luke will be joining us what in the studio. I, I, I just we're gonna have to put temporary bleachers in here, like the Orioles yeah, do for I playoff games. I heard rumors that, that that it may get very crowded. Well, that means that John Proctor might show up too. Like it's <laughs> totally possible. That's the way that it's gonna go. We're gonna have a fun day. We're gonna be doing a draft in the midst of the show. It won't be all draft during the show. We'll do a show and then we'll just sort of check in about how the draft is going on from time to time during the course of the show on Tuesday. At uh, Fans Fantasy on Twitter is how you follow him. KZ, appreciate you, brother. Love you. We'll talk to you on Tuesday. Hey. All right. Talk to you guys. Thank you. That's our guy, uh, Ken Zalis, with us here on GCR. Well, look who has wandered into the studio this morning. He is, of course, our friend, the legendary play-by-play voice of the Towson Tigers. Mr. Spiro Marikis is back in studio with us. It's good to see you, sir. Great to see you. I know who you're picking on Saturday. I know who your pick would be if that was the case. My God, I, I, I is there start. if somehow if somehow Towson were to beat Maryland, yes, is there any chance that we would see you streaking across the field? Afterwards? Not a No, make not that. Sick to their stomach. Not do that. Uh, I know. I know what it meant to you when the um, the, the the Hopkins streak finally ended. I know how important that one was to you. That was huge. This yes. this would I, and look I, the likelihood of it happening. This is, would dwarf it. That's what I you know like this would be number one with a bullet for you. Yes. Correct. Um, game a lot of people don't remember is the basketball team beating Louisville. That was uh, the the old Towson Center. It was. Yeah. I, I I still don't remember what the story of why Louisville came to play there was. What happened was they had a game against somebody and it got canceled. Late in the summer, about this time of the year. So everybody's schedules are already set. So now Louisville's scrambling to find a game. And they called our athletic director at the time, Billy Hunter. And they were like, are you guys interested in playing? And Billy said, yes, but you have to come to our place. And they said, well, you come to our place twice. We'll come to your place this year. And Billy said, you take that trade every time. Now, the funny part about this story is, Louisville, Danny Crum, you know, legendary mm-hmm. Hall of Fame coach, won a couple national championships. They come to the Towson it Center away for like two years ago. Yeah, right? a couple yeah. years ago. Yeah. Longtime assistant for John Wooden before. Yep. And they come to do the shoot around. And at the time, Towson was the only Division I school in the nation that did not have a wooden floor. They still had that, right, that, that kind rubberized of rubber. yeah, thing right. that was the trend in the yeah. 70s. And Denny Crum was furious because <laughs> nobody had told him that we didn't have a wooden floor. And he almost didn't play the game. Oh, my God. He was ready to cancel it? Did he blame it afterwards? Did he say afterwards the floor? No, was the... he was very gracious. Okay. He was very gracious. So. Oh, man. I yeah. do. Uh, what year was what year that? That was, was 95? Five or six. It was, a, yeah. it was a huge. It was a weird year because the Tigers beat Louisville and West Virginia. We played West Virginia at Shepherd College because that's where their head coach, whose name now is slipping my mind, he was the head coach of West Virginia forever. Uh, he was from Shepherdstown. This is before Beeline. Yes, before Beeline. Oh, gosh, what was his name? Oh. Yeah, I'll, I'll hang on. I'll tell you in two seconds. Yeah, get on your Google yeah, machine. Yeah, yeah, I'll yeah. get on my Google machine. And so they played the game at Shepherd College. And I'll never forget, Ralph Blaylock hit a three at the buzzer uh, to Gail, win the game. Gail Catlin. Gail Catlin. Mm-hmm. So the Tigers beat West Virginia and Louisville that year. And we were in the Big South and had a losing record. We finished 12-15. and 15. 
It was just weird year. An weird year. Odd, odd were year. you after those results? Were you like prepared for? Oh, we're going to the NCAA tournament. <laughs> like this is the year. No, because the Louisville game was not early in the year. It was like in the middle of January oh, or that's something. Right. Because we played Charleston Southern the next game, yeah. and I think we lost. So yeah, it was uh, it was figure. just an odd odd season. Go figure. Uh, always good to see you, my friend. Now, I've got something for you. Okay. I know you and the lady that you do the shows with. Rita, yes. Yes, Rita. You you guys are big into snacks. We are. We like trying new things. I last I'm night. I'm going to tell you. I tried the Chick Fil A pimento cheese sandwich. Yeah, I saw that. I don't and, eat hot stuff, so it's not. It's not. That's it's that's not an issue. It's not that. Okay. It's not that. No. What do you? My have? wife brought something home uh, a couple months ago, and it's been like the worst thing that's ever happened to me. Dots cinnamon. Pretzels, dot cinnamon pretzels. Oh my say. god, it's like crack. Ooh, I'm I am interested in this. I'm telling you, <laughs> you you you. Uh, have, okay, so I I'm familiar with the dots product. Yes, I have never tried these cinnamon pretzels. Oh my god, I will. Give it's them, unbelievable. I, am, I will give them a it try. Is unbelievable. There are a buffalo. I don't know who the company is. So I'm not really a pretzel person in general, right? Like I just okay. feel like there are better uh, apparatuses for snacking. But these buffalo pretzel thins that are made by the Snack Factory, I'm not sure if you've ever seen these things before. Well, if it's got buffalo, I'm hey, out. You're all right. You're I'm not out. as spicy. I'm this out. is, I, I will eat bags at a time of these things. It is out of <laughs> I control. Tell you the dots is the just, same. Oh, my all gosh. Right. All right. All right. I will give that a shot. Yeah, we tried the uh, Chick fil A pimento. My, my, my opinion is. If you're ordering, because I, I got one of both. I got it on the regular sandwich and on a spicy Chick-fil-A sandwich. If you're going to get the regular one, just order a regular sandwich. You can't improve upon a regular Chick-fil-A sandwich. It is perfection in a sandwich. If you're ordering the spicy, the combination of the spicy with the cooling effect of the pimento honey uh, uh, cheese really works for a perfect concoction of flavor. It's quite good. I would encourage you to do go that route instead of the regular sandwich. Thank you for coming to my TED Talk. That's how I... That's there how I make my money now. There you go. Um, a new era, of course, of Towson football with Pete Shinnick taking over uh, starting on Saturday at Maryland. I know that you were very close with Rob, and I know that we've talked a lot about, you know, how I don't, I don't know that Rob was ever fully appreciated um, in this region for it, fully the job that he did to make Towson football. Like, let's never forget Towson played for a national championship. Yes. That is a thing that happened. Yes. For a national championship, it's absurd. Um, beat Division One teams, you know, like beat Connecticut, UConn. As we talked about earlier, damn well probably should have beat Maryland uh, back in what it was a twelve twenty twelve or whatever year that was. LSU, oh, number three absolutely. in the country, leading late in the second quarter. Correct. Um, was a regular factor in the CAA. By the way, that was an OBJ LSU. That's team. right. That's right. Um, this is a different world now. This is, you know, college athletics is changing. Mm-hmm. Um, there's the burden, too, of expectations, right? Like, like, Rob laid a foundation, and there's a burden that comes along with it that, like, this is what we should be doing at Towson football. Um, h- how do we talk about Pete Chinnick measuring him fairly, knowing that coaches need time in order to get things where they want to get them to? But at the same point, the reason why there was a coaching change is because there are expectations to compete. I will say this, and and I've spent a lot of time with Coach Shinnick over the last couple of months. I don't know that I've ever met a nicer man in my life, and I'm not. That's not hyperbole. That's the, 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 he is. 
he he's he's just he's just a genuinely nice human being. His coaching record, which Coach Loxley really specified during his press conference mm-hmm. this week. I mean, he took over UNC Pembroke with had no football program. I mean, he started from scratch and in two years was in the playoffs in Division Two, and then moved to University of West Florida and won a national championship. So he obviously knows what he's doing. I think the one thing you can look at is Towson had their best defensive lineman, their best linebacker, and their best offensive lineman all go into the transfer portal. They're all still here. They all came back. You're talking about Gibbs, of course. Uh, 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 Mason Woods yep. and uh, Dan Volpe. Mm-hmm. Now, Volpe transferred to Duke. He's left tackle. was a freshman last year, all CAA freshman offensive lineman. He transferred to Duke. He came back. I think he heard – I'm just speculating. I haven't talked to him. I'm just speculating. He talked to his former teammates, and they were all like, man, there's you, something, need, there's something you, you need to come yeah. back. Yeah. And he did. So I think that speaks to Coach Shinnick that these guys that were ready to bolt, none of them left. So that all being said, you got to have a quarterback. Do, right. do you have the inside information? No, I do not. The we did, we did the coaches' re- show. Really difficult. Spiros, Spiros like, hey, look, so I'm the broadcaster. It would kind of be nice to know who to prepare for. And they're like, yeah, prepare for five. We <laughs> did We did the coaches' show, our first coaches' show Tuesday night, and he mentioned three names. Yep. So now do I think I know who it's going to be? Yes, I do. Okay. I, I would be surprised – if it's not Nathan Kent, with Nathan Carroll County guy, which one of them? That's not the, the that's not the Liberty. He went to Liberty, Liberty High School. That's but that's not the Liberty College transfer. No, that's, that's Sean Brown. That's who he went to Liberty right. University. Right. Nathan Kent went to Liberty High School. Man, so and then be. Scott Smith, who went to St. Paul's, is also in right. the mix. Right. So, but you think it's going to be Nathan Kent? I, I've just I've been to to several practices, and he seems to be running with the ones more than anybody else. I that's my only indication. Yeah, it also helps to have playmakers. Uh, Diego Hunter, obviously someone that you want to get the ball in his hands about as much as he possibly can in different ways. And he's a very exciting uh, player that certainly in the return game is a major factor. And he's a normal-sized human being. <laughs> he is a normal-sized human being. He's not, he is. You'd be walking down the street. If and Diego you, and I were in you know, an Asian country, we'd... we'd, we'd we could play on the basketball team. The, the, your point being that, like, when you see him, you're not going to immediately assume, "Oh, you're a you're an a-, a high level athlete." Like, I can l- look down <laughs> to see Diego. <laughs> That's Hunter. very rare. And That's I'm barely five six. But you, I'm expecting. I, I don't want to make like the Darren Sproles comparison, but that's the obvious yeah. usage. I'm expecting, and we talked about it with um, Pete Shin a couple weeks ago that. That's sort of the way that you want to go about using a Diego Hunter is you're not pinning any you're saying figuring out ways to get the ball in his Correct. hands because very exciting things can happen. Now, Coach Shinnick's offense is up tempo, throw a lot. Um, you know, him and I were talking, we had lunch one day and he's like, Let me pull up the stats from the year we won the national championship and they averaged like four hundred and eighty yards through the air and thirty nine yards on the ground hmm. that year. Hmm. He goes now. Well, you got to have a better balance than that, he says. But I like to throw the ball, so I think you're going to see Diego a lot in the slot, a lot of passes out of the backfield. Um, obviously, punt returns, kick returns. So, um, one player who did transfer was Luke Hamilton, our fullback 
from last year who was a great fullback. He went to West Virginia, and the only reason he left is because there's no fullback in, right, this, in this offense. That's a good. Yeah. All right, I mean, we there kind of be no point in it, right? <laughs> um, Spiro, so I, let me come back to it. Reasonable expectations for this team. Uh, you know, you think because there was a coaching change that Towson had a terrible year last year, but they didn't. They were six and five. Mm-hmm. They won the last four games. Um, you know, the schedule is. I think realistically, your three non-conference games, you should expect to go two and one. Um, and as I look at the schedule here, and, and I don't like to get too far ahead, but you know, Monmouth is you—you you, you go right into conference second week of the mm-hmm. season against Monmouth, a team that Towson played a absolute shootout last year um, up in New Jersey. Um, Albany, that's going to be an interesting game because. Rob Ambrose's brother Jared is the offensive coordinator. I didn't at Albany. realize that's where he was. Huh. And you know, yeah, he'll probably. Rob, have. I, I watched the interview that Stan and, and Gary did yeah. with Rob a couple weeks ago, and they asked him if he was going to come to any Towson games, and he goes, "Well, if there's one that I've come to, it would probably be the Albany game because mm-hmm. my brother's the offensive coordinator." He mm-hmm. says, "I'm not sure where I would sit," and da, 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 but um, but Albany had a nice, impressive win over Fordham this past week in Week Zero. Um, but, you know, William & Mary, many picking them to be a national championship contender. Delaware's always tough. Um, Villanova's always tough. Rhode Island's in the top 25. You know, it's a, it's a tough schedule for FCS. It's a tough schedule. Um, I don't have any expectations. I, and and I think Coach Shinnick is not putting a lot of – obviously he wants to win. Right. But his thing is – we have to play well. We have to play well and let the chips fall where they may. Is the appropriate way for dummies like us to say it to be there needs to be a foundation laid? Like th- th- this, this year is not necessarily you have to go win a championship. It's you have to show that there's you know we always like to say the there there that right. there's there's something here that you can build off of moving forward and you can say hey look if this is what we can do in the immediacy then what can we do moving forward? I think that's fair. And, and, and the team had tremendous turnover because yep. Rob was in a situation where he was in the last year of his contract and he had to win. He knew he had to win. And, I mean, we had a boatload of transfers come in last year and they're all gone because they were graduate students and they didn't have any time left. Um, Coach Shinnick has brought in some transfers. It's, it's going to be – I'm, I'm just – I'm really excited. I'm really excited because I like wide open offenses, and that's what this is going to be. It's way more fun for broadcasters, man. Oh. You gotta, you get those slogs. You, fun for you everybody. Get those. I'm telling you, man. There is way more fun to be out there watching and calling games when there's more action. And the biggest news this summer at Towson, yes, which has me more excited than anything, is that. Towson is now a Coca-Cola school. Ah, that is big news. That is, I always joke about this, but I remember being, I don't know what age I was. It was like the first time I took a trip to the beach with my friends. It might have been senior week, right? Like that I was down there and everywhere you went in Ocean City, you would try to order a Coke and they'd be like, is Pepsi okay? You're like, right, yeah, of course. Because at the time it felt like everywhere in Ocean City was a Pepsi place. And then I don't remember where we went, but by like the fifth day we went somewhere and I ordered a Coke and they were like, okay. And I said, wait a second. (laughs) Is it actually a Coke? They're like, yeah, we've got Coke. I said, oh, hallelujah! You know, and it's it's they they come in to do like a pregame thing, 
um, where Gordy Combs and I do a stand-up for a couple of minutes, and, and I always come to the booth, and I always have my Coke with me. You got to hide the Coke. You got to hide the Coke. You're because, a, you know, we were a, a Pepsi yeah, school. A, well, yeah. not anymore. I don't have to hide anything. Did I see that they, like, slash concession prices? Yes, too? and I, that was the next thing I was going to say. Aramark really cool. has come in as a concessioner, and they have slashed concession prices. So tipic, tickets are not expensive. Concessions are not expensive. It's really good football, and I really wish people would come out. Look, I, you know, people know this about me all the time. I take the kids constantly. You know, it's it's dependent upon my own work schedule because I got my own games that I got to do with Loyola and Stevenson. But when I have a week where I don't, where Towson's playing at six o'clock and my game's over by three, taking your kids to it, I cannot recommend highly enough taking your kids to a Towson game because the overwhelming nature of going to say like, there's a reason we don't take our kids to Ravens games. It's it's too much. It's just it's too many people. It's too much. It's a lot of the people don't act the way uh, you would uh, like. All of that. It's too much. Towson is perfect. The kids feel like they're at a Ravens game. They feel like they're at the biggest thing they could possibly be at. They they genuinely are like it's it's sensory overload for them at a Towson yeah. game. And yet it's quality football. You're into it. It's exciting. You get the band. You get the, all the experience that you want at a college football game without it being the, you know, 100,000 people that you would have if you were traveling to LSU. Right. Um, it is perfect. I cannot recommend it enough. Everybody knows I go out two, three times a year with the kids. You do. As the schedule works out. And you never say hello, but you do come. I, I, this is, it's so funny, too. We'll talk about this for a second. Spiro genuinely gets upset that I don't say hello to him. I'm trying to respect the fact that Spiro is working. I am trying to not get in your way and let you do your g- I know. Uh, you know, I, I see you on Twitter. You put uh, me and the kids were at the basketball. Regularly. Regularly I do Thanks. Yeah, Thanks, right? Glenn. Spiro does say, like, why wouldn't you just come say hi? I just know how difficult that is to find the right moment where you're not in the middle of, you know, shuffling papers, oh, trying to on. find your, ni- your next read. Ten seconds. I, I will. I promise. I will make sure. It's a little bit different at football games because and, and we I got to get somebody. And, I got to get Dave or somebody to You got to come on at halftime and promote your well, team. And I do always appreciate it. Spiro has gone out of his way over the years. to, to And for, for I got to thank Mike Gaffigan, too, who's always been very good about uh, trying to coordinate something for the Towson community to be involved And Mike with. pulled a coup this week. Mm. Um, I don't know if you saw that we have four of our football games on oh, yeah, NBC that's Washington great. slash is Monumental that your, Sports. Is that your yes. That's awesome. Uh, but also volleyball and men's and women's basketball. Oh, that's cool. So That's cool. Uh, oh, that's really it's cool. Really great. Good work and relationship with Monumental Sports. I know there's been some uh, frustration over the years from members of the Towson community about finding the games. Yes, this is uh, awesome. That, I, I don't. I don't yeah. want to say anything negative. I and how about be... the volleyball team? Won three straight CAA championships. Uh, went down to South Carolina. Is, is won it, this is weekend. Is it time to play the game in the stadium? Is it time for us to do the <laughs> Nebraska thing? Is was that it, awesome? Is it, or dude, what? it was the coolest thing ever. I, I, it's so funny because right, like none of us have any connection to Nebraska volleyball at all, right? Like what you don't know anything about Nebraska volleyball. But dude, I was in. I was on 105.7 last night. And I'm mm-hmm. in the studio, and our buddy Brian Powell messaged me and reminded me that it was going on. And I was like, "Oh right." I put it on Big Ten Network, and dude, I got chills. Like I got chills looking up at that. That is, that's epic. That is unbelievable. Man. Ninety-two. Th- that's the whole state. Yeah, basically. Well, don't they say that like on game day? Yeah, it's like the, the second the stadium city. becomes the second biggest city yeah. in in Nebraska. Like Omaha's still bigger, but like on game day specifically, right. Memorial Stadium is the second biggest city in Nebraska, which is probably about right. Like that's like it checks out, honestly. Right. 
Um, but yeah, man, like that, the vibes, the scenes, it's just, it's great for volleyball. If you don't, volleyball is such a cool sport, man. I dig, I, I, it's funny because every time like Ryan Eigenbrod at Loyola asked me if I like want to fill in on a volleyball game, I always want to say like, dude, I love doing volleyball. Like volleyball is fun. I get why you don't want to ask me to do more because it's a lot and I'm doing all these other things, but I love doing volleyball. It's just a fun sport to watch. I don't know how you do it. I, I, I struggled with it at first. Like, I really did. I mean, I played volleyball in, high, in junior high school. We would play volleyball yeah, during right. gym class. That's, that's now you bit, watch it's a little bit of a different like, sport oh than, yes, God. at that level. At that level, it's a much different sport. I don't. I, I, can I be honest but with you? About Don Metal at Towson is just on an oh, they, unbelievable they been, they been job. Rolling. I mean, absolutely rolling. Yeah, maybe we need to push the stadium thing, Spiro. Maybe you and I need to yeah, maybe we start should. coordinating. Like, and, and UMBC is good, too. What if, like, it was Towson UMBC at United Stadium that to celebrate good. local volleyball, man? Like, made it, did a whole day out of it. I think Call Steve Eigen. Yeah, right? Let's call Steve. Let's get uh, your boy Gathigan on it. Yeah. Let's make sure that we can uh, push that. I think it'd be a lot of fun to do it something would be. like that. It would be. Um, all right. So that's what's going on. Uh, you didn't go to Canada with a basketball team, did you? No, I did not. All right. All I right. Well, then I won't ask you what happened because, you know, you weren't there. Uh, so how are you going to They went 5-0. and that's good. I like that. That sounds very good to me. All right. Um, there's a couple reasons why. Sp- One, we, Spiro was here. We picked this day because we were getting ready for Towson, Maryland, obviously. But um, as you know, whenever there's a big stadium concert. You know, and I, but, you know, I, I need to stress again that the head coach at Maryland is a Towson alum. That is true. By the way, I did think that, look, you know I have a personal affinity for Mike Loxley, right? That, that, that goes beyond... Like I, I've never had this type of relationship with a Maryland football coach. I, yeah, that's not true because I was. Everybody knows I was close with Ralph. I was very close with Ralph. Um, but Mike is someone that I have known for you know not as long as you have, but I've known for a very long time. I got a funny story when you're done. But anyway. he is a a legitimate, real human being. Yes, and it's the reason why he's been so beloved as a coach. And you talk to everyone that's ever been around him is he's a little bit different than the used car salesman that you get to know in some football coaches. Like, a lot of football coaches, you have a conversation with them, and you're like, I didn't, nothing, that was, it was all platitudes, it was all nonsense. Whereas you have a conversation with Mike Loxley, and he remembers your wife's name. And he remembers that you have two kids. And he remembers all sorts of things from past conversations that you have, and wants to talk to you on a personal level. And for years, I got it. And for years, I understood. I loved how, how personally invested he was in Pete Shinnick's hire. How far he went out of his way to say, I, I, how can I help? Called, how, said, come watch our practice correct. as we get ready for a bowl game. Correct. I, I you know, I, it, when, every time I think I can't like Mike Loxley more, there's a new layer to it that makes me like Mike Loxley more. It's such a small thing. It's such an easy thing for him to do, right? But you know damn well that a lot of coaches would say, "Yeah, we're not doing that, right?" Like well, it's not the way it's going to work. A couple years ago, um, Towson's longtime head coach Phil Albert passed away, mm-hmm. and they dedicated a, a bust at Johnny United Stadium, and we were playing North Dakota State that night. I remember Coach, this night. Coach Loxley came to the game and, and actually sat in the booth with Gordy and I for the entire second half. Gordy recruited him, was his defensive coordinator. So, But Mike in his senior year 
when the football season ended, he decided to come be a walk-on on the basketball team. Did I know this? I don't know. So he and I used to sit on the bus together a lot yeah. during basketball road trips. So the, the Tigers were in the East Coast Conference at the time, and the East Coast Conference was imploding. Drexel, Lehigh, Lafayette, Bucknell had all left the conference, and they tried to put a hodgepodge thing together. So for this one year, it was like Central Connecticut State, the University of Buffalo, Brooklyn College, which no longer has Division I right. athletics. So anyway, we're playing Brooklyn College, and I, I, this has stuck in my mind since the day it happened. They played on the third floor of a building right on Flatbush Avenue. I, I remember this building. Okay. No, the one you're thinking of, oh, that's the, the, that was Long Island University, played in the oh, old the, Paramount the theater. theater. Right, right. okay, no, all right, never Brooklyn mind. College okay. played in the, just this building on Flatbush Avenue, Okay, and it's on the third floor, and Mike and I are walking up the steps, and this is his first road trip with the basketball team. We open the doors to the arena, which makes Delaney, this, this arena made Delaney High School's gym look like Madison Square Garden. <laughs> He turns to me and he goes, this is Division One basketball? <laughs> this is what I signed up for? <laughs> I said, yeah. yep. Yeah, welcome to the big leagues, kid. Welcome so, to the big sexy. And he and I joked about that at the North Dakota State game a couple years ago. So I'm, I'm hoping to say hello to him out on the field before the game on Saturday. Cool. Um, but great guy, and I hope he remembers he's a Towson alum. Well, I late, guarantee you. Late in the fourth quarter. The old <laughs> – the old fight song. I don't know if he knows the new fight song, but I guarantee you he would still sing to you the old Towson fight song if you asked him to do the it. The one on that Saturday. we stole from the University Correct. of Arizona. I guarantee you that he still knows every word to that fight stole song. Stole the T from Tennessee and the fight song from Arizona. But man, you know, they're on the other side of the country. Who cares? All's good now. All is good now. Um, all right. So, part of the reason Spiro is here is because whenever there's a big concert in the city, we like to uh, do a little bit of a powwow. Are you going to Springsteen next weekend? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No. Yeah. What is it? It's next Saturday. It's one week from no, this we Saturday. we got Monmouth at home. Oh, that's right. It's a night game, isn't it? I'm going. I'm going to go. Really? Yeah, my buddy. I had a buddy who asked if I wanted to go, and I was like, yeah, I'll go. You know what I mean? Like, It's, eh, it's not an event. Correct. It's exactly the way that I feel. It's a big event in the city. Uh, of course, after that is Billy Joel, Stevie Nicks, which I'm not going to because, I, and I love both of them, $350 for a get-in is not a reasonable price. What? It's something. Like, it's absurd what they were asking for tickets for the Billy Joel, Stevie Nicks show. So I just After said, what Stevie Nicks did to Lindsey Buckingham, ooh, I, ooh. if she was playing in my backyard, I'd turn the blinds up. Wow. Is it really that personal? Oh, but, yeah. I st Come on. It's still Stevie Nicks to me. Like, oh, I'm still... Grudge because he dumped you 35 I years ago? I understand, but still. I was actually very disappointed. The year they all got back together, which obviously is no longer an option anymore, um, but the year they all got back together, was that seven or eight years ago, something like that? And they announced the tour, and I think it like I think they got six dates in before COVID hit or something. I, no, I feel like it, they bro just broke up again. Oh, uh, they broke like, up again? I feel again? like it was no. that deal where they like started doing the tour, and then it just... It did not happen. But I had bought tickets for my father and I to go because we were really excited about the idea of seeing Fleetwood Mac together. And just was All right, now I be. saw Springsteen in, I want to say, 80 or 81. Okay. 
at the where old, at? at the old Capitol Center. My buddy Bill Logan and I. I got free tickets. I worked at a record store at the time and got free tickets. So Bill and I go down, and neither one of us are huge Springsteen fans. This is the, the event. It's the it. It was. I guess it was the River Tour. Maybe. Oh, okay. Um, he opens with Born to Run. That was what was in my mind. I went to that setlist.com mm-hmm. and I found it. Oh, did you really? The yeah, entire, yeah. And I was right. He did open with Born to Run. And but he didn't open with Born to Run that, on that tour. I Just think for, besides that night. Huh. But anyway, I only like two Bruce Springsteen songs: Born to Run and Rosalita. Okay. That's it. He opens with Born to Run. And about seven songs in, he plays Rosalita. You leave. Now, Glenn, I know the man is known for playing three and a half hour oh, no concerts, doubt. okay? No doubt. I have, I have never seen a band take more time doing nothing in between songs that if they cut that out, it would be, you know, a two, a two, two and, and a half show. hour yeah, concert. Nice, nice. Now, in three weeks, I'm going to go see my favorite band of all time besides the Beatles, Squeeze. Oh, yes. You love Squeeze. I did Playing at yeah. Wolf Trap. Oh, that's cool. Oh, that's a cool All right. Thing. They'll play 22 songs, and it'll be over in an hour and a half. Because you know what? They don't they talk. Just, they just don't play, play the songs. Boom, boom, yep. boom, boom, boom. I saw Van Morrison at Wolf Trap last year. That was it. Like, Squeeze just- actually opened for Van Morrison in England a couple oh, weeks ago. Oh, that's a cool show. Anyway, this tour they're doing with the Psychedelic Furs. Eh, that's cool. I like that. Yeah, I'm not like a huge- annoying. Okay, fair enough. But anyway, I, if there's so, one thing I can appreciate about Spiro, it's his honesty. <laughs> he is not going to sugarcoat anything. You know, I, I, I mean, I, I, I respect for Springsteen for what he's done. I'm not a huge fan of his music. Um, I mean, and I got a little tired that night, especially. You know, and Bill and I, we were, we were broke. And we, you know, we couldn't even buy beers. I, I remember we scraped up enough money to buy a six-pack of red, white, and blue, oh, which was a knockoff of Pabst. I don't know if they make it anymore. I never. I don't think you, I ever had a red, white, and blue. You, you in my get life. it for like a dollar eighty-nine for a six-pack back then. So we're out of beer. We're out of money, and uh, I, I just I'm looking around. There's twenty thousand people that at the time paid a lot of money for tickets. And he keeps singing about his truck's broken down and he doesn't have a job and his girl left him every song the same. I'm like, Bill, have you heard enough? He goes, yes. And we left. left. You left. After Rosalita, you we haven't, were You haven't seen Springsteen once since then. No. Get to the Springsteen <laughs> show next Saturday night, Spiro <laughs> Marinke. <laughs> um, I, I like Springsteen, but not the way that other people like Springsteen. I like, like Springsteen in the, yeah, okay. You know, like I enjoy... A Springsteen song. I um, my bachelor. Now, party, how much are these tickets? Oh, I think I paid 150 bucks or something like that. Where for, are you sitting? I don't even know. This, the honest to God, this was nothing other than a buddy asking me to go. That's all this was. And like, hey, it's a Saturday night, and I got a, a friend from out of town that's coming. Now, how much did you pay for McCartney tickets? Oh, I paid 300 for the McCartney. But you tickets. were on the floor, right? Well, I had a little help in that process. But you I, were I, my original seats were on the third base line, right behind the dugout. Okay. No, first baseline right behind the dugout. And I had a friend, I don't want to say too much about this because I'm pretty sure that he wasn't supposed to be doing these things. I had a friend who found out where we were and said, what if I could get you down to the floor? And I said, wait, you're going to say no? You think I'm going to say like, oh, we're good here. We'd rather not be closer. And so he said, I'll take care of you. And I ended up getting seriously hooked. I mean, in the middle section of the floor, 
like 20. That's great. It was, I mean, dude, I was in tears that night. And by the way, if you missed it, Spear and I did a whole Beatles show right before the McCartney uh, concert. And I got, so. it's one of my favorite shows that we've ever done. I got so much feedback about it. We had fun. We had these kids in that, you know, were not Beatles fans and we were introducing them to Beatles songs. And it was just a really neat experience. And I got a ton of feedback about that show. It was a lot of fun. Um, but that night, I mean, I, I cried. Like, it was... As did I. It was that meaningful to me to experience it, right? And like, and a lot of it is is personal stuff. It's funny because we're gonna talk. We're gonna do a music segment here in a second, and we're gonna. I'm gonna, a lot of of my answers end up being personal, like what certain songs just mean to me, mm-hmm. and then there are some that are just eternally my favorite songs. As you know, my eternal favorite Beatles song is "I've Got a Feeling." Like it's just my, it is my favorite. And he that, sang it with John that and night. And that thing worked for me in, in levels. And even, and I'm sure he said the exact same thing on every day to the he tour. He does, every time. But, yes, he does. But you know what, man? It still worked for me. Like, Paul talking about John and the regret that he has, and I, it, it got to me. It really got to me. Now, I just lost my train of thought. It's all right. Anyway, I, it was that. <laughs> anyway I, I think I paid, like... 175 and we were in the upper deck right behind home plate probably okay. about 15 rows up so okay, i'm just curious the, if you were in the middle that's not that yeah and yeah. i'm just i'm just curious what that price would be for the springsteen, springsteen? ticket i don't even want to think about it this is absurd hang on a second springsteen orioles tickets um all right and and can somebody do something about these fees that's wildly out of control. I want to talk Orioles for a second here. Okay, go ahead. I'll look up these ticket prices. You tell me how you're feeling about that. Um, there's a group of us that, that worked at the college radio station at Towson back in the late 70s. One of them, Steve Molesky. Yes. Okay. He wasn't part of this, though. Okay. But anyway, um, one of my old roommate who we worked together at the radio station, and he he wanted to get a group up to go to an Oriole game. And this was back in April. He he's like, hey, like ten of us, you guys want to get together, go to an Oriole game. So they decided on a date, and it happened to be the same day that my niece was graduating. They were having a graduation party for my niece up in Philadelphia, okay. so I couldn't go. But anyway, I was still part of the text chain. And he goes, well, what kind of tickets do we want? Do we want expensive? Do we want cheap? Do we want middle of the road? And everybody was like, eh, middle of the road. So he comes back and he says. Tickets are $50, but there's $21 in in fees. fees. So it's $71 to go to a... Are you kidding me? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That's a 40% tax on top of the ticket. uh, It's out of control. And And you wonder why there's 12,000 people there on a Monday night? That's the point. That's the point. You you, got to do something to seriously combat that if you're going to try to get... on Saturday nights, you're you're gonna get it, be able to get people to pay ticket prices. Right when you're giving out bobbleheads and all 100%. that stuff, yeah, you'll be able to do that every time. On a Tuesday night against the White Sox, not a chance. I'm in hell. curious. In the Rays series in the middle of the week, I believe it is, and it's going to be curious a massive to see series. And yet, yeah, how many people show up? Uh, all right, you said 15th row. Yeah, like that, Slam. Oh, these are resale tickets. So these are people that are trying to dump their tickets. And how much are they charging? Uh, but you could get a, I don't know, two tickets for a hundred bucks in the fifteenth row. A hundred bucks each. Yeah. Yeah. Which, right. which compared to what they were. Okay. So is, and and I bought mine because in know, row in row five they're two hundred ninety five dollars. Right. Each. But 
so you know I, I bought mine through legitimate right correct not not yeah, yeah. not resale yeah, so mine were 175 springsteen 100 so he's almost half price that's about right <laughs> All right, um, there was a there was a a thing going around Twitter this week, and I I I put a list together, but I realized later that my list it, it was not the correct way that I should have been doing the list, and I'll talk about that in a second. This tweet that went around said, "Make a twenty track comp of your all time favorite tracks. Each artist can only be featured once, not the best songs, the ones that bring instant joy the second you hear the first note." The ones that give other people the best insight into what stirs your show, your soul. Hashtag 20 tracks. And this was a very popular tweet this week on Twitter. I put a list together, and then I realized that, like, and I'll explain it on the other side. I, I made my list the wrong way. So I said to Spiro, let's, let's try to play with this and come up with just five, because I'm going to run out of time today, unfortunately, just five songs that we would say give us instant joy the moment that we hear them. So Spiro and I are going to share our five when we come back in. Five songs played off this, this 20 tracks concept that was popular on Twitter this week that the moment we hear them, instant joy. We're going to do that next. Today's show brought to you by the print issue of Pressbox, which is available for free at your neighborhood Royal Farms and at the hundreds of locations around town where you find Pressbox. Read it all, PressBoxOnline.com. Uh, Bo Smolka's cover story about Lamar Jackson on the cover. And inside, you meet college football players from throughout the region as well. As the two new head coaches in the area, Brian Newberry at Navy and the aforementioned Pete Shinnick at Towson, go pick it up today. Spear Marikas is here. It's Glenn Clark Radio. Catch that festival feeling in Charm City. Everywhere you go, you'll find exciting entertainment, delicious eats, and endless summertime fun. Cheer on the O's at Camden Yards, pick crabs by the waterfront, beat the heat inside a world-class museum, and make memories that will last a lifetime. Go to Baltimore.org for more information and to plan your visit. It's game on every day at Live Casino and Hotel Maryland. Here, you are in on every play with 100-foot screens at Sports & Social, the best table games action, and FanDuel Sportsbook all just steps away. The best bar bites and drinks to indulge in steaks and curated cocktails. Your game day only gets better when matched up with Live's distinguished dining options. Late game? No problem. Our luxury hotel awaits. Live Casino and Hotel Maryland is the place to be on game day and every day. For more information, visit www.maryland.livecasinohotel.com. At Arundel Mills, must be 21, please play responsibly. For help, visit mdgamblinghelp.org or call 1-800-GAMBLER. All electronic tolling is here to stay in Maryland, and driveeasymd.com helps you cruise a little easier. We're Maryland's tolling resource, home to EasyPass, pay-by-play, and video tolling. It's never been easier to pay your way. driveeasymd.com will keep you moving. The Orioles are off and running out to prove that last season wasn't a fluke and they are one of the best teams in baseball. Hi, I'm Paul Valley, host of the Bat Around for Press Box. Tune in every Saturday from 10 a.m. to noon as Zach Goodman and I break down every Adley Bob, every Tony Tater, and every save from the mountain. Like a warm hug from Rutschman, the Bat Around has you covered with all things Orioles as we embark on what's sure to be a magical summer in Birdland. So tune in every Saturday for the best in Orioles coverage right here on the Bat Around. Picking a restaurant to try for the first time? Let's look at the Costas Inn. Here's a few checklist items. Quality of the food? Check. Quality of service? Check. Does restaurant have plenty of free parking? Check. And finally, does restaurant have delicious steamed crabs, crab cakes, crab soup, and specials galore? Check, check, check. Costas Inn, 4100 North Point Boulevard. They check all the boxes. 
The latest edition of PressBox is available now. On the cover, Bo Smolka dives into what's next for Lamar Jackson after receiving one of the biggest contracts in football history. Is Lamar ready to take the Ravens to the next level, now with a new offensive coordinator and new wide receivers? Also inside, we look at what new football coaches Brian Newberry and Pete Shinnick bring to Navy and Towson, respectively. And we meet players from the college football and soccer programs around the state. PressBox is available for free at over 500 area locations, including 60 Royal Farm stores. And you can always find the entire edition as well as the best daily coverage of the O's, Ravens, and Serps at PressBoxOnline.com. Another exciting weekend of affordable family fun at Prince George's Stadium with the Bowie Bay Sox. Last weekend of the regular season kicks off on Friday the 8th with Adley Rutschman Night. Mystery Adley Rutschman giveaway items for the first 750 fans. Fireworks on Saturday with the return of our 1K beer run. See how fast you can complete the race while getting three beers down. And our Birdland celebration on Sunday. Free autograph items for the first 1,000 fans. Get your tickets now by calling 301-805-6000 or anytime online at BaySox.com. The Bowie Bay Sox. Let us be your nine-inning vacation. That first sip. That first bite. Mm. Start your day off right with a delicious breakfast at Royal Farms. Choose from a fantastic selection of fresh Royal Farms breakfast sandwiches and top it off with a rich hot cup of the freshest coffee in the world. At Royal Farms, breakfast is available day and night. It's the freshest breakfast in the world. Real fresh, real fast. Royal Farms. Whether your focus is luxury and comfort, convenience and technologically advanced connectivity, or sporty performance and aggressive styling, we've got the perfect Highlander for you. Check out buyatoyota.com for deals on new Highlanders from your local Toyota dealer today. I'm Michael Jan Grandy, president of AJ Michaels, your carrier energy expert for 44 years. Save money, energy, and make your home more comfortable and virus-free. Find us at ajmichaels.com. That's ajmichaels.com. If you need more of Glenn, you can also hear him every Sunday with Rita on 105.7 The Fan. But also, if you need more of Glenn, um, what's wrong with you? Okay, that's weird. I'm not going to say what it was, but that is weird. I have no idea how to explain that whatsoever. It'll be a lovely trip. <laughs> It'll be a <laughs> yes, lovely it part of the country. Especially in middle of December. Oh, God, why? <laughs> Uh, Spira Marikis is in studio with us this morning here on GCR as um, uh, really enjoying. We're getting ready for Towson, Maryland on Saturday. But Spira and I also like to do these uh, kind of music-themed shows. Hey, if you missed it, uh, Stan the Fan Charles last night, he uh, got together with uh, Dr. Sandy Siegel as uh, he always does a huge event every year uh, to promote the uh, fight against prostate cancer. You can find that show right now, facebook.com slash Sports. YouTube.com slash PressBoxOnline or PressBoxOnline.com slash video. Did you by any chance see Joan Jett during the broadcast the other night? I thought it was awesome. I thought She was great. I thought it was, was so great. cool. Look, I look, unabashed Joan Jett. Love. Dude, one of the great nights of my life. When I first moved to Arizona, um, we were working. I was working for a station that was a half-talk station, a half-rock station. This was a thing for a little while in the aftermath of the Howard Stern show where all these CBS radio stations had no idea what they were supposed to be now because they didn't have Howard Stern anymore. So, like, they didn't really know what the station was. And so it was always awkward. We'd be doing, like, talk events, and they'd be like, oh, but now we got to do rock events. And my program director said, hey, we need somebody to go to the Marquee Theater in Tempe on Saturday night and introduce Joan Jett. And I was like, what? (laughs) Like, you need somebody. Are we going to wrestle for it? (laughs) Like... They're like, well, no, no, nobody else wanted to do it. And I'm like, were you out of your mind? 
It's the greatest thing I've ever been asked to do in my life. It was so cool, man. It She's was not so a Hall cool of spending time. Oh, comp. God, I hate. Never forget Spiro's Hall of Fame snobbery. Never, ever forget she that. She is not a Hall. She's a great Oriole fan. She's she knows more about the Orioles than probably most of the people broadcasting. That might be true. She's but awesome. she's not a Hall of Famer. God, you are. You are the snob of snobs. I'm not a snob. Uh, so the uh, Nick Warall started this on Twitter. Make a 20-track comp of your all-time favorite tracks. So I did this, and it was just literally the first 20 songs that came to mind. I just vomited it out, right? I, I, and Spiro hated my list, and that's I, fine. I didn't it's, hate your list. Fine. It's just that you can't find five people that know half those songs. But that the point was, these were songs that meant something to me personally. Okay. All right. That I had a story that involved like my childhood best friend who passed away a few years ago, and so when I hear this song, I think about him. And so because of it, it gives me immediate joy, right? Like That's the way that I did that list. And then I realized more, to Spiro's point, that the, it should have been a list that's more like, I'm out and everybody understands why this song puts joy on your face. Yeah, but so, I didn't do my list that way all either. All right, well, I re, what I said to Spiro, let's do a top five. And I kind of reimagined some of the songs that were on my first list stayed on my top five. But I have some different ones that I think are broader and yet still mean the exact... Like, when I hear this song... I'll I'll go first, right? Okay. I'll go first. I happened to uh, to see them. They were in town again recently, but I saw them earlier this year when they played the soft grand opening of the arena. Um, that uh, I I had to ask like a hundred different people to get an invite to because th- you couldn't buy a ticket. Um, this was of course the great. Hang on. Oh, I gotta have the volume on. Never mind. Hang on. I this is great radio. I nailed this. God, brilliant. I forgot that I had the volume of the show playing in the background. So let me fix that, and that way nobody will hear it. This, of course, is the great Earth, Wind, and Fire is the answer to the first question. There is nowhere that you can be in the world. Where if you hear those horns come in and everyone realizes that September is about to start playing, that you don't get everyone grooving and singing along to it. It is an eternal joy type of song. I, I you know, I, I don't have a personal story related to September in any way. Although I do love the fall and like when I think about September coming around, it's like football coming back and I'm a fall guy. So, like, I associate that when the uh, September 1st, everybody will share, you know, September, right? And, like, I, I just love this song. I love this song purely. It is unbridled joy every time this song comes on. So that's first on my list is September by Earth, Wind, and Fire. Easy Lover almost made my top 20. Really? It's a great song. Yeah. It's a great song. Dude, that night, and I regret not because they played with Lionel Richie again later in the summer, and I, I wanted to go back to it, but my wife had other plans for the evening. But I regret not. I had so much fun seeing Earth, Wind, and Fire in April or whenever it was that I regret not going back and seeing it again. That they but were that good. No I get it. Like, White. I understand. I understand. It's not. Is the Philip same. Bailey still? Yes, there? still in. Absolutely, one hundred percent still in. I understand. It's not quite the same, but it's still just an awesome show. It is, and you forget. Like you get to a point in the show and you're like, oh my god, they still have to do. Let's groove the night. They still have to do. Like they've already done eight songs that you love. And you know how much more there still is to come. Oh, Earth and Wind and Fire was so good, man. September is an eternal happy song for me. So that's number one on my list. 
Are you going one through five? I don't even know. I, I honest to God, I think that was just where I started. I, I'll make, whatever. Mm. I, I don't know if we're doing this for judgment. We'll let Griffin say who's got a better list at the end. But the, it really, look at All him. Right. Look at him. What? You what really mean? think he's mean? capable of figuring out who's got a better list? <laughs> what do you mean? Look I, at I him. Definitely. Good kid. I'll have the best list probably. You've uh, got the best list. Yeah, we're not going to include yours. What? <laughs> Sorry. All right. My 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 number five is Baker Street by ah, Jerry Rafferty. Ah, you hear? There is no question. When you hear it, immediately, everyone knows. There is no debate. I got I to gotta pull that up a little bit more. And, and you got horns in this one, too. Mm-hmm. And this song. I always forget. You got to give it a second before the, before the big, you know. Like, right. Everyone knows this part. One of the most iconic like horn lines right. in music history, by far. And I recommend everyone to go on YouTube and find the Jerry Do- Rafferty documentary. What an interesting guy he I was. I actually don't know anything at all about Jerry Rafferty. Well, he's dead. Right. Okay, thank you. So now I know one and, thing. And he's from Scotland. <laughs> right. He's from Scotland. <laughs> List of things that I really I'm... thick Scottish accent. Really? You almost couldn't understand him when really? he talked. But um, anyhow, I, this song came out in 78. Uh, uh, and I was playing a lot of golf at Rocky Point Golf Course at the time. Okay. And I just remember playing there in the evenings, and uh, this song was always on the radio. Always on the radio. And, and, and I just, nice evenings along Back River there mm-hmm. and Rocky Point, mm-hmm. and, and just. See, this is actually going to bother me, though, because if you like this type of music, it bothers me more that I can't get you to come around on Kokomo. I just can't. Like. Just a nice, <laughs> smooth, easy... Is that on your set. list? No, it's not on my <laughs> list. It's not on my list. Although, as you know, it's not that I love Kokomo. It's that it doesn't suck. And I'm very mad at those of you that continue <laughs> to try to suggest that it sucks. Uh, my number four, uh, again, very broad. Uh, this is a song that I have said before should be how every sports team introduces their starting lineups forever because the moment you hear it, Everyone, regarding your background, regarding your age, no matter what, everybody starts singing along. And you and I, I don't know, have ever had a conversation, so I'm worried about how you might feel about this. But my number four will be... (laughs) Dude, Thunderstruck is such an immediate joy song. It is, you've never had a bad time in your life that was associated with Thunderstruck. You were either at a sporting event or you were out with the boys and you were trying to find agreeable music to put on and everybody realized if we just put on ACDC, every song's going to sound exactly the same, but we're going to love every single one of them. There has never been anyone like it. Everybody else we make fun of because every song sounds the same. ACDC, we love because... Every song sounds the same. And it's just pure rock and roll and good times and fun. And that's why I will ne- there will never be a day in my life. My kid's favorite song, by the way. They adore Thunderstruck. They ask for it that's constantly. That's nice. Constantly I like that. ask for Thunderstruck. I like that. So number four on my list is Thunderstruck. All right. Number four on my list is What is Life by George Harrison. Ooh, okay. Okay, now wait a second. This is what I'm going to ask about. Are you going to have other solo Beatles songs? 
I have one other one. Okay, all right, all right, fair enough. Uh, let me pull up What Is Life real quick. I don't know how this song can't make you... Just second that bar. Again, that riff, 100%, that riff. Right, just get you going. I, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna disagree with you, um, and it's the. It's the it's, whole. It's just sing along. It's it's a perfect song. Makes you happy. I am gonna agree with you on that. Number three on my list is the first time that I'm going to admit that like it's if you make fun of me for it, I'll understand because it's sugary sweet. It's it's probably it too Donny Osmond. It's not Donny Osmond. It is, however, to me, one of my favorite records of all time. It is the eternal dance song at weddings. It is the... it's The very, Macarena? No, it's not the Macarena. Stop it. It's very popular with, with women. It is, of course, Whitney Houston. I want to dance with somebody. I don't care how you feel about it. This is a great record, a jam and a half, and a good time every time you hear it. <laughs> okay. Really? <laughs> I, really? I, okay. Oh, Spiro. You can't admit this is a great record. You can't I, admit this is a joyful. It's nice. out at a wedding reception, and you don't know half the songs they're playing, and all of a sudden they hit I Want to Dance with Somebody, and everybody's on the dance floor, and everybody's having a good time, even curmudgeons like you. <laughs> even... Even Spiro Marikas. You can't give me that. It's nice. What oh, do you want me to say? Sakes. It's nice, he says. It's nice. That's the most I can get out of him. That's it. It's a great song. It's a great song. But I admit, it's saccharine sweet. It's right. my, my next one is also yeah, a hey, solo. Griffin's 12 years old and he's singing along. My next one is also a solo Beatles song. Okay. Listen to what the man said, Paul Santa- McCartney. What? I don't even... Santeria. I do like Santeria. That's a great song. I'm, it's, I don't know where that came from. I do like Santeria. That's a fun song. Go ahead. Listen to What the Man Said by Paul McCartney. Okay. Yep. Hang on a second. A number one hit he hasn't played live since 1976. Uh, but, again, Horn, just a feel-good song. It came out in the summer. I remember going to the Springdale swimming pool every day, singing Listen to What the Man Said. Great song. It's a great song. And by the way, that that sax solo is played by Tom Scott. He came into the studio. He, Paul played him the song. Says, you know, I need a sax solo. So Tom Scott's warming up, just getting his lips warm and everything, getting his fingers warm. McCartney goes, that's it. Wow. The guy goes, I'm just warming up. He goes, that's it. We talked about... um uh, the the Get Back documentary, uh-huh. and my absolute favorite thing is they're in the middle of like turmoil. I mean, they're losing their minds at each other, and out of nowhere, just starts plucking, and, and all of a sudden, there's Get Back. Yeah. Like out of nowhere, out of the blue, just completely out of nowhere. One of the most iconic songs of all time. Paul McCartney's got a podcast starting in September. Really? Mm. Yeah. Oh boy. I mean, I I just I have to. I have no choice. Interesting. Um, number two on my list, um, this man, a very complicated person, but, uh, his music just brilliant. And I wish that at some point he had like 
had interest in touring again. I think he did like 15 years ago. He tried, and I don't think it worked out for very long. But this song. Ah. That. I love Sly Stone. Love Sly Stone. Dude, everyday people will net. There will never be a day where I don't hear the first line of, of the first couple of chords and just know. It's perfect. Sly it's Stone. Perfect this song, song. Hot time in the summer. Yep. Uh, hot, hot fun, fun in, in the, the summertime. summertime. Reminds me when I was a little myself. kid in the '60s at Kiwanis Swim Club, which was on the corner of Lock Raven Boulevard and Deanwood Road. It is. It's a flawless. Always play it, it over the radio. Flawless. This song. This song is joy, unbridled, pure joy, and to the point, I, I was not alive, and yet I associate this song with summer. I associate it with good. Now, part of this is my parents were obsessed WQSR listeners when I was growing up, so like that infiltrated much of my childhood was their musical taste, and I appreciate mm-hmm. that because I I greatly enjoy it. But I and now uh, you're on WQSR. Correct. That's all. All the, the look at how it all comes back around. Um, but I just this song gets me every freaking time, man. Every time I hear it, I'm just like, I'm so I am so glad that I have this in my life. So that's my number two. Sly and the Family Stone, everyday people. All right, now my number two. The, the lyrics are not happy and upbeat, but this song I, makes me happy. Okay. You get what you give by the New Radicals. Oh man, I love this song. I love what this song. I, I don't know why this song makes me happy, when, but it does. When they agreed to do it again, because um, you know, like they they broke up years ago, and never played a show. And then they agreed when it was Biden's inauguration, right? Like that. Apparently, they found out that the Biden family likes this song a great deal, and so they agreed to do it again. And I was like so, I was the human being on the planet that was nerdy excited for. And did they? They did. They did. They got together. Now the girl, she used to be on uh, Archie Bunker's place. I think I knew that. I, I think I could tell you that his name is Greg Alexander. I love this song. Dude. And they make I all the one-hit wonder shows. And, you know. and they, they are a legitimate one-hit wonder. They yeah. didn't have a second song that like, was top 40 but didn't go numb. They have not a single other right. hit of and, any and sort. The video's weird, too. They're in a shopping mall. Yeah. it's Dude, I, I the vibes, you're right, because the song sounds one way. It sounds hopeful. Right, but the lyrics the are not. The lyrics are not right. in any way. Right. Um, but I love it. I love this song to death. All right. Uh, my number one is very personal. It's very personal, um, and I know that you could choose any song uh, from this man's catalog that could make this list, and it would be you know, beloved, but this one is the one that means the most to me. And I don't really have a reason for it other than you just hear the bass and the bass makes you happy and you're going to have a good time. It is of course, Boogie on Reggae Woman by Stevie Wonder. Nothing wrong with Stevie. I mean, and that's the thing you could pick, 50 Stevie Wonder songs. And I don't, I, I, again, something about being young. This is just a song that I heard over and over again. And I dug the bass. And it, I, 
I, I, this is my Stevie Wonder now, song. Stevie Nicks, I would not watch in my backyard. Stevie Wonder, I would watch in my I would, backyard. I, so I don't know if I told you, when the Super Bowl was in New Orleans, the week leading up, I, normally when we would do the Super Bowl, we wouldn't stay for the game, but because the Ravens were in the game, we were staying for the game. And the week leading up, I had a buddy who worked in PR for like Budweiser who came over and said, hey, dude, could you do me a favor? And I was like, I probably. He's like, could you put Alyssa Milano on your show? And I said, that's a favor? favor? (laughs) Is there a catch? Like, what am I missing here? He said, and for doing it, I'll get you into the Stevie Wonder show Saturday night. There you go. Shut up. Um, so the night before the Super Bowl in New Orleans, I was at Stevie Wonder, and other than the only lame part, because it was amazing. By the way, not only did he get me in, he put me on the side of the stage. Like, I was nice. 12 feet away from Stevie. It was just an unbelievable night. The only lame part was that, like, um, during How Sweet It Is, because he had been paid a lot of money by Budweiser, he changed the line to How Sweet It Is to Drink a Bud With You, and I had to <laughs> roll my eyes seriously in that moment. But other than that, it was a wonderful, wonderful evening for me. All right, my number one, and this is my favorite song of all time, and I got to see them play it last summer. Everybody Wants to Rule the World, Uh, Tears for Fears. There's nothing wrong with that. Uh, It's a great song. Hang on, here we go. And I know we're running out of time. Quick story, saw them at Merriweather last summer. There was a little girl that was like seven years Who old. Who this? Was this them and... Um... This is just Tears for Fears. Oh, I thought somebody else played that show for some Oh, reason. garbage. Yeah, okay. Yeah. There was a little girl in, in the front row, seven, eight years old, who knew every word to every song, including their new album. Every song, and midway through the concert, I can't remember, is Kurt, Kurt Smith, the bass player who sings this song. Stops and he says, I, "I've got to, I've got to stop here for a second. He says, "My mind is blown away. There is a little girl, and he leans over. How old are you?" And she said, seven, eight years old, whatever. She knows every word to every song. I've got a teleprompter here. I need to see. <laughs> she knows, and, and he goes, "You don't know how this makes my heart feel." Oh, it's cool. It was, it was oh, wild. It's so it cool. was wild. Um, you're not going to get me to say a negative word about this song. It's 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 a truly great song. Yeah, it is. Um, you know, it, it associates with the time. Obviously, um, it's a good list. It's a good list. Just, My mind's better, but it's a good list. Griffin, I'll let you have a vote on uh, um, who won. But I, I, you started off very strong, Glenn. Oh, yeah, I liked September a lot. Thunderstruck, obviously, Whitney Houston. Mm-hmm. Um. And then your last two, I'm just not as familiar with. Ah, so right. So that just yeah. says you're an idiot. That's well, no, you're, you're just openly no. broadcasting the world. That no, you're an I'm idiot. not. I don't okay. think that. I don't think I'm an yeah. idiot. Yeah. But uh, I, I think I'm gonna lean slightly more toward. I don't know. I don't. Because your top, your, those first three you had were really, really strong. But I think Spears is a more full, Get complete. He just wants to. He's just kiss, kiss ass. Kiss ass. More full, complete, <laughs> That's recognizable. That's what it is. As soon as they come on. Get out of here. All right. All right. I, that was fun. Yeah. That was fun. I'm glad we did that. I uh, hope that uh, folks who watched the game on Saturday will have to stick around for the whole thing. That, that would be That's good news. Hope. That would be That's good news. Hope. And then the following Saturday, they can watch At on home? NBC Sports Washington. Yes, or come to the game. Correct. Get out and Rather support. you come to the game. That would be a good thing to do. 6 o'clock, September 9th, Monmouth. Love you, buddy. You Always too. appreciate you coming in and hanging thank out you. with us. Griffin, man. thank you. Yep. Spira Maricus joining us in the studio. Uh, when we come back in, we will get a tidbit and two bit to wrap up for the week. It's Glenn Clark Radio. 
Join PressBox's fantasy football expert Joe Serpico and the rest of our Glenn Clark Radio gang at Sports and Social inside Live Casino Maryland Thursday, September 7th for the pro football season opener between Detroit and Kansas City. We will be there 7 p.m. where Joe Serpico will help you nail this fantasy football season. Just come by and Joe will consult you on your lineup, who to sit, who to start, who to target for in a trade, and who to pick up off waivers. Plus, we'll try to help you win some money as we watch the game. So join us for the season opener, improve your fantasy team, and have a great time at Live Casino and Hotels, Sports and Social. Hike to new heights. The best view is yours in Washington County. Our iconic scenic overlooks provide some of the most breathtaking vistas in the Mid-Atlantic. Some are very easy walks, some can be driven to, and some are the payoff for a moderate to difficult hike. All are near quaint small towns that offer great dining, shopping, hiking, gear and more explore our five national parks for iconic vistas and wineries with breathtaking views visit our quaint historic towns and make your stay unforgettable learn more at visit hagerstown.com maryland be open America's biggest bike race returns to Maryland Sunday, September 3rd as 120 of the world's best cyclists race the Maryland Cycling Classic presented by United Healthcare. Come enjoy the free fan zones and festival with interactives, food, and drink beginning at noon. Then see the exciting race conclusion from 3 to 5 p.m. in the Inner Harbor. Come be loud, be proud, and let the world hear you. For more information, go to MarylandCyclingClassic.us. Soak up summertime fun in Charm City. Enjoy only in Baltimore festivals, mouth-watering eats, and endless entertainment. Cheer on the O's at Camden Yards. Pick crabs by the waterfront. Beat the heat inside a world-class museum and make memories that will last a lifetime. Go to Baltimore.org for more information and to plan your visit. Why bet with the big boys this football season? Instead, try your hand with the local book, Superbook Sports, this fall. Superbook Sports is the book next door. Just a dedicated team of the best odds makers in Las Vegas, making sure you get the best prices and parlays anywhere. And now, Superbook will give you a bonus of up to $250 when you sign up and wager on the same day and use the promo code GlennClark23, G-L-E-N-N-C-L-A-R-K-2-3. So bet with the best. And use the promo code GlennClark23 this football season with Superbook Sports. Visit Superbook.com for terms and conditions. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Maryland drivers, did you know you can save up to 77% on tolls with an Easy Pass Maryland discount plan? That's right, 77%. It's never been easier. Pick the plan that's right for you at DriveEZMD.com. We'll keep you moving. It's a Maryland thing. Where the waves meet the shore, you will find Dorchester County. Hi, this is Jimmy Charles. When I think of Maryland, I think Dorchester County on the eastern shore where it's open for making memories. Dorchester County, it's a Maryland thing. For more info, visit www.visitdorchester.org. It's a Maryland thing. Picking a restaurant to try for the first time? Let's look at the Costas Inn. Here's a few checklist items. Quality of the food? Check. Quality of service? Check. Does restaurant have plenty of free parking? Check. And finally, does restaurant have delicious steamed crabs, crab cakes, crab soup, and specials galore? Check, check, check. Costas Inn, 4100 North Point Boulevard. They check all the boxes. 
Make the most out of every day in your Toyota RAV4. Available in hybrid or gas-only models. A RAV4 can get you where you want to go in style. Check out buyatoyota.com for deals on new RAV4s from your local Toyota dealer today. Check out PressBoxOnline.com every day to find daily winners and betting advice from Jeremy Kahn. And if you want some advice about life decisions that you probably shouldn't make, here's Glenn Clark. All right, winding down for a Thursday edition and for the week, as we said, we're going to be off tomorrow. So, um, you know, enjoy your weekend. Have a uh, Be safe, as I always say. I, I talk to you guys about my personal stories. Do not, under any circumstances, drink and drive. If you're out at the pool, two seconds is too long. Watch your kids at all times. Um, but enjoy your holiday weekend. We'll be back on Tuesday. Griffin, let's get a tidbit. Why don't you tell everybody about what's going on at Live Casino and Hotel? Start your engines and start them today, actually, at uh, the with the F1 race simulator and get revved up for the ultimate racing experience between now and, and September 3rd, just steps away from Maryland's number one sports book. You will be able to visit the FanDuel F1 simulator located at Sports and Social at Live Casino uh, and Hotel Maryland. Adirondack Mills must be 21. Please play responsibly for help. Visit mdgamblinghelp.org or call 1-800-GAMBLING. All right, what you got? Dodgers have been uh, unbelievable in the month of August, and they have been for the last four seasons, actually. They are a combined 88-23. and 23. That's a 793 win percentage. Again, 88-23. and 23. I mean, I bet they're pretty good in other months, too, for what well, it's worth. Yeah. They're a pretty good team in general. Uh, in August, though, it seems... I don't know. It's just insane. It is the best win percentage in a single month over a four-game span in MLB history, according to Elias. Uh, the Dodgers also have 21 wins by multiple runs this month. 21 wins by Remember multiple runs. Remember when the runs. Diamondbacks are in first place? Yeah. They're 15 games back now. 15 I, games back. The Dodgers are That's ridiculous. Crazy. I'm with you. Uh, it is the sixth most. By the way, I bet the Padres are really glad they didn't trade away Josh Hader. I bet yeah. they're really yeah. they're feeling really good about that decision. He, yeah. they, like the funny thing is, like they have the Angels to shield them because like the Angels made drastically worse decisions. But like, <laughs> God, man, uh, twenty-one wins by multiple runs. It is the sixth most in a calendar month in MLB history. The most was twenty-five in nineteen sixteen by the by the uh, by the New York Giants in September, and then in, in nineteen thirty-eight in August, the Yankees had twenty-four wins. The A's in nineteen twenty-nine had a twenty-three win month of multiple runs. Uh, the Yankees, and of course, the Boston Bean Eaters had twenty-two wins by multiple runs. Everybody knows that. Everybody yes. remembers yes. the... Are you going to ask me to name the Bean Eaters lineup that day? Because uh, that would be a good one. Maybe we can... We, we, don't have, we do not have the time. No. So. The Astros... Uh, so last night was a full moon. The Astros are undefeated on full moons this season. They're 5-0. Oh. This one comes from Jay Kudo, of course. Okay. The so. Nationals, however, they lost. They are they're winless. They're 0-6 <laughs> on full moons this season. So uh, keep an eye on that, I guess, uh, when, when the September full moon comes okay. around. DJ Stort uh, is back to his Barry Bonds form. He is the first match player with eight-plus home runs in a 13-game span since Neil Walker in April of 2016, as DJ Stewart is he had, that? what, two home runs last night, uh, the game-time home run in, what was it, the eighth or the ninth inning, I think, and then he made the game-saving catch in the ninth inning, and then I think he had a walk-off hit by pitch. Okay. So, right. DJ Stewart. Uh, I saw, I did see the, the catch that he made was spectacular. The um, attendance. He's turning yeah. into a superstar. Who knew? Turning yeah. Right. Uh, the ninety-two thousand. The attendance of ninety-two thousand at the Nebraska volleyball outdoor match last night. That is a world record for attendance at a women's sporting event. Also, the attendance record set the attendance record at Memorial Stadium as they had. Fans. Well, they're able to put yes. people on the floor or the the field, which of course you can't do for a football mm -hmm. game. Uh, and help me with the which name. doesn't mean any less amazing. It's incredible. Yeah. yeah. Help me with the name of the guy who knocked out Casper Rude yesterday. Oh, the uh, Zhang. Yes, um, Zhang Zhe. Yeah. I, I, 
He is it was, the, that dude is wild. It was funny because I remember who was doing the match for ESPN, but they're like, this guy is the honey badger. He will he will have serves that will miss the, the court entirely. He is all over the place. But he's just playing like crazy. Like, he don't give an F. And he's fun to watch because of it because you have no idea what you're about to get. He knocked out Casper uh, Rude. He's, he was ranked fifth in the world at the U.S. Open. He, yeah, Rude, Rune, and um, and Sitsipas all out. Mm. All, all uh, top eight seeds. For Zhang is the first Chinese player to defeat a top five player since uh, the rankings were introduced in 1973. Yeah. So, big win for Zhang there. Uh, and uh, piggyback, piggybacking off of what we did yesterday uh, with the most slam match wins for mm. men, can you name the top five women? They all have 200 or more slam match wins. Uh, Serena. Serena is of course number one. Uh, Steffi Graf. Steffi Graf is in the top five. She's fourth. That's a little surprising. There you go. You get a little bit of a. Um, Venus. Venus is not in the top five. That's a little surprising. Now I, you know, I'll, I'll get back to that. Only because she made a lot of finals too. That's why that's a little bit surprising. Um. Um, uh, I mean, does it? Ca- okay, so this gets back into the eternal question. Does it count Margaret Court or mm-hmm. it does? Okay. Margaret Court would be fifth. She because she was pre-open era, so that's the reason why I don't know. She had two hundred seven. Um, Chrissy Everett. Chrissy Everett, two hundred ninety-nine. She is third on the list. And Martina. Yep, Martina okay. Navratilova. There you go. Three hundred six. Monica Seles had one hundred forty-one. From what I could find. Okay. Like that might have been the closest next. Very good. Yeah. Tubular is brought to you by your local Toyota dealer and buyatoyota.com. The Toyota Tacoma comes in a range of models and trim lines, so you can choose the perfect Tacoma to reflect your unique personality and driving habits. Check out buyatoyota.com for deals and new Tacomas from your local Toyota dealer today. Stevenson football opens up the season tonight at Rowan, 6 o'clock on YouTube. The Loyola men's soccer teams at Virginia Tech, 7.30 on ESPN+. Yes, uh, U.S. Open coverage continues today. Carlos Alcaraz in action. Andy Murray about to get underway. Uh, college football big night tonight. The big one, of course, is Utah, Florida, 8 o'clock on ESPN. Nebraska, Minnesota, Big Ten matchup at 8 o'clock on Fox. Everything else, go to glennclarkradio.com. Find it there. Non-sports, anything it's significant? The season 5 finale of What We Do in the Shadows on FX. If, Love that show. Yeah, that's uh, Adventure Time, Fiona and Cake, new series on Max. So this is like, obviously, a spinoff kind of of the uh, of the other Adventure Time. This was big for, big on Cartoon so. Network. When I was if you say so. Uh, and then One Piece is a new show on Netflix. It's like a pirate show. It looks really, really good, actually. Um, it's kind of looks like, you know, Umbrella Academy-esque, I guess. Like, I don't know any of the actors. I don't really know okay. anything about the story. But it's based on a Japanese manga. Uh, and uh, it looks, it's gotten good reviews, and everybody's excited about right. it. So one piece. All right, very good. Uh, thanks today to Spiro. Thanks also to Damon Wilson, Morgan State coach. Thanks to Tay Banks. Thanks to KZ. We'll get all of it up in the greatest hits section of the. Oh my God, it's so good. Tab at GlennClarkRadio.com. Again, no show tomorrow. No show Monday. Although Rita and I will be on Monday morning, six to nine on 1057 The Fan. We are not on on Sunday, uh, but we'll be on Monday morning on 1057 The Fan. If you want to hang out with us. On Tuesday, we're going to do a fun fantasy draft. Uh, also on Tuesday, I, I think uh, we might hear from Tyus Bowser on Tuesday as well. So um, that'll be as we come back and, uh, and get the week underway next Tuesday. We'll get ready for that. Thanks to everybody at Pressbox, all of our great sponsors and partners, including, including Visit Baltimore, Live Casino and Hotel, the Maryland Five Star, Glory Days Grill, Dorchester County, the Bowie Bay Sox, Royal Farms, Costa Sin, Superbook, 
Baltimore Orioles, Birdland Sports, Easy Pass MD, Washington County, the Maryland Cycling Classic, your local Toyota dealer at buyatoyota.com. Don't forget, next Thursday night, Sports and Social at Live Casino and Hotel. Fun night for the uh, football season opener. We're going to be hanging out, getting you personalized fantasy football advice from Joe Serpico, great prizes and giveaways, and help you win some money. Come hang out with us next Thursday night. Um, thanks to Griffin at Griffin underscore Bass. Follow us, Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok at Glenn Clark Radio. Have a great Labor Day weekend. Go Birds, go Terps, go Towson 2, go everybody. Duke sucks. Have a great weekend.